Hi, I'm Mike Chen, author of Star Wars Brotherhood, and I legitimately really hate sand. You're listening to The Living Force. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. Hello, sir. I am C-3PO Human Cyborg Relations. A Utini Podcast Network production. It's so good to see you fully functional again. Episode 190, Andor Review. Thank the maker. On this episode, here cometh convergence. Terry, which was to start? You made it, Doja. Boom! <laughs> Bye, Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. I say over there. And the Utini crew talks about the Disney Plus series Andor ahead of the season finale. Because he's holding a thermal detonator. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Hankel, and Wes Jenkins. Utini! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Living Force at Utini Network podcast tonight, all about Andor and how phenomenal it is, and a uh, guy that lost his job. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me this week, as they are every week, is the full cast of characters, including the one, the only... The very well lit this week, Dr. Corey Helton. Well lit. Hello. I'm well a little lit. bit litty. Not that kind of litty. I wish I was that kind of litty. That'd be better. <laughs> hey, we got time. We As got time. Charles likes to say. How's everybody doing tonight? Hope everyone is well. Uh, I'm just sitting here in my unemployed pants, you know, patiently. <laughs> I wasn't going to call you out. I wasn't going to call Show you out. Them. Tell Show the them. Tell the people what they what are, your Corey. pants look, look like. Pants. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Unemployed the plaid pants Christmas. with the you know, drawstrings and everything. The drawstrings, <laughs> I know. Do you listen, Caitlin? And I got uh, matching pajamas a couple Christmases ago to get those cozy vibes going. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh yeah. And yep. uh, they're my favorite pajama pants. And I wear them all the time. But I'm ashamed <laughs> to still not have a job. So here we are. <laughs> well, I'm so glad for you, Corey. I have been working from home for two years, wearing sweatpants every day. I will be better. So, Dr. Charles Hankel doesn't make What's fun up? of me. Hey, buddy. How you doing? What's up, guys? I'm okay. I'm sleepy. I'm really sleepy today. I'm going to need some Eric Eilerson energy tonight, I think. Um, oh, you'll, you'll take all of it and leave me as a, as a husk, I'm sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> you will be husked. You will be husked. <laughs> I think it's because we put up uh, – you remember last week I told you I already got Christmas decorations up. We did the outdoor decorations. First one oh. on the block. I'm pretty pretty stoked about that. And so nice. I, I was up on ladders. Almost died once or oh, seven shoot. times. And oh, those new guys yeah. are putting their lights up oh, already. That Damn is, it, Sharon. That because this is your first Christmas in the house. That is a show of dominance, man. It you is. have now established you are that guy. It we is. had someone yell from across the street, "Hey, first one on the block!" And I was like, "That's kind of who I am." <laughs> <laughs> Charles, you should have just looked at him and been like, "I'm him." I'm him. I'm him. <laughs> really like, like intimidate them. That would have been great. Well, I'm happy for you. I can't wait to see how merrily your your lights shine throughout the holiday season. But of course, there's no way they can shine as bright as the aura of the glorious soul belonging inside Wes Jenkins. Hey, man. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Um, I went a little overboard on my backdrop this week. Um, so I just wanted to let you see. <laughs> Sorry. If, if you can look behind me, I have. A fake tree, and that is it. Behind you, my guy. Almost. Oh man, it almost looks like you can see it. Can you see these little splotches? Like right there. No. There. I think so. Maybe a little bit. Like a little bit. Oh god. So I, I, uh, I was just covering up. Let's do a spot check on the wall because I had ripped off some shelves and the paint came along with it. So I was just gonna, you know, touch up some spots on there. And I used the Home Depot app. Home Depot, your app (laughs) doesn't work. So I. 
used it to color correct and see what the color was. And I was like, all right, wet cement. That is the color I'm going to get. And then I was like, before I go, let me just double check. And I doubled and I tripled and I quadrupled and I went all the way to nano dectonal or what it was. <laughs> and they were, I had 19 different colors. No. Not one of them matched every time I did it. So I was like, I'm just going to go with one. And that one I went with didn't work. So they, <laughs> you can, but, you can see it. No, you just got to repaint the whole, the whole room. And now I have to repaint the whole room, exactly. Or I'm just going to put pictures all over the wall and you can't even tell. Well, I think it looks great. I think you look great. And most of all, I think our audience looks great. I can't see you, but I know. I just feel that about you guys. Um, welcome. Welcome. I hope you're having a great week, whether you're watching us, whether you're listening to us, however you're taking in the show. We hope you're doing well. Um, we do want to start the night show uh, on somewhat of a, of a more somber note. Uh, we do want to send some love to all of our friends and our staff members, actually, that are in Colorado Springs. Uh, there was recently a very, very horrible shooting that was over there over this past week. And we hope that anyone over there or people that are affected by it and all the communities affected are feeling some love and feeling some, I guess, hope as much as you can. Um, there's really no great thing to say at a time like this other than we love you. We hope you're okay. Uh, we did have a, a really close staff member um, that lived very close. That was very shaken. And we love you, man. Um, hope you, everyone's okay. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, just hold the, ones you, hold the ones you love a little tighter. I know this week for a lot of us in the U.S. is Thanksgiving. Um, at the time where you do get to see some family, maybe some friends, some friendsgivings, whatever you're doing. Take a couple more seconds. Make those hugs a little longer because you never know what can happen in this world. So we love you guys. We hope everyone's doing okay. On a higher note, to swing up a little bit, we do have a lovely event this week before Thanksgiving. Um, and no, it is not just football games. It is also a new book release. Because tomorrow, November 22nd, as of this recording, we do get the first adult novel in Phase 2 of The High Republic, Zoraida Cordova's Convergence. Uh, as a reminder, this does take place a couple hundred years before Phase 1. Uh, we did a little bit of a primer on it previously. Uh, but this is, like I said, the first adult novel within <clears throat> the initiative. It's really freaking fantastic. And tomorrow, as we always do on Utini, we're going to have a written review on the website, utini.com. It'll be the banner image. We'll have a video review on this very website. Um, I really liked it quite a lot. I'm very excited to hear all your thoughts on our community. Head over to our Discord and our Convergence channel and use the spoiler tags to follow along with reading. It's one of my favorite things we do uh, on our site and in our community. So, High Republic Book Day, never bad. Never bad. Speaking of things that are never bad, but always good. Fellas, we started doing this last week, and I loved it so much. Let's do it again. I just want to know how your week's going and what you are loving. Is it Star Wars? Is it not? Wes, you already talked about your backdrop, but you also had another thing on your mind, according to our outline. Uh, what's <clears> going <throat> on with your week, buddy? I feel like I, I miss did. you. I miss you. Um, <laughs> thanks, Eric. I missed you, too. Um, I am um, So it. as the producer of the Living Force podcast, um, I have come across quite a bit of tech over the years, and I've become what you call a techie. Um, but now that I am um, looking to upgrade my computer, I am looking for a NVIDIA 4090 Founders Edition card sold at Best Buy. Anybody listening, do you have... <laughs> do you have <laughs> the the secret load like stash somewhere that would offer me one so I don't have to wait for months and months and months until it comes out and then when it comes out something better comes a month after that. Well, so, Wes, Wes why, a, why don't you just, why don't you just look on Amazon? Just get on Amazon. <laughs> it's a thousand dollars more. Than they sell. Oh. Yes, I, I mean I'll pay for it, but I'm not going to pay over MSRP. So that's the caveat. Yeah, but uh, why would they sell I'm it for talking, a thousand more? That's almost like a mean thing. 
I'm talking about a graphics card for a computer, by the way. It's like not the end of the world if I don't actually find one. And there's a lot of other things going on that's horrid that I could obviously put my uh, time and money into, but I want I want this thing. I want this thing that makes my game run fast. Okay, that's, that's <laughs> what I want to talk about. <laughs> you hunt you hunt graphics cards. You hunt innocent animals in the wilds of South Dakota. Like you're, whatever you're doing, that's you're always the thing. going towards something. That's the thing, right? I'm out in the woods. I'm I'm roughing it. I'm eating I'm eating berries and I'm ha- eating cheese sandwiches for for days on end as I'm hunting, and then I come back and I'm just covered in hundreds of dollars of tech. And it's like this doesn't these things don't match. My these God, things don't match. And Walt Whitman once said, "You contain multitudes," and I love you for it. Uh, we have speaking uh, of one of our buddies. Yeah, you're uh, about to. Uh, sorry, I was, I was going to say it. that Wes, Wes and I have been talking about the 4090 for like. Two months now, <laughs> and like it's just impossible to find. You can't get one. I mean, they're ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, if you do get one, it might burn your house down. So you know, uh, <laughs> you risk it. I have I have a website up constantly on my phone and to the right of my screen here. It's called Now in Stock Forty Ninety, and it tells you every time a card comes in stock, and then it tells you immediately wow. that it is out of stock. It's like buying a PlayStation all over again. Buys it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So everyone, that is at uh, Boss Wes on Twitter, or is uh, uh, CEO at utini.com. Email Corey and let us know. Um, I did see uh, Wes's address. I did see a picture on Reddit of a um, a whole shelf full of forty eighties. Uh, that had been there for like forty eight hours at a micro center in Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. This week, I'm like probably mine because <laughs> I saw it. I went through the list. And there was like twenty four forty eighties, like eighteen forty eighties, like nineteen forty eighties, and nobody wants it. No, nobody wants you it. Everybody wants 10, the big boy. Right? Listen, I I also understand this to some degree because I just rebuilt a computer because I got into this whole sim racing thing, and I also kind of want f forty ninety as well, and uh, I got the bucks for it at the moment. So I'm just like, I kind of want one, and it would make g- genuinely run. You don't need it for Call of Duty, which is what Wes wants it for. But yes, you do. You, <laughs> you I want three hundred FPS. Genuinely, three hundred FPS. Your monitor does not even go to 300 <laughs> fps well, i want 240 then <laughs> <laughs> yeah running triples you can get it on with the 4090 which i'd kind of like to do which uh Jeez. yeah well speaking of sim racing i went to a uh i didn't think i told you guys this i went to a sim racing event last week last week uh in the middle of the week there's a there's no. this cool place in Asheville called uh it's called the track and i don't know i don't really know how you would describe it it's like a, not a sponsor yeah, it's not like a it's not like a bar. It's more like a a place that you can just like rent time on sim racing rigs. It's this huge like old warehouse, and they've like converted it into this really cool place. They have like twenty or so pretty fancy sim rigs with like they're nicer than mine, and they have like vibration in the seats and stuff. You're describing an arcade. Course, it's an arcade. It is, but it's only for race cars, basically. Yeah, and ah, then like so then it's they an safer, arcade. It's safer <laughs> go karting. That's, That's what right. It is. Yeah, exactly. Go karting meets an arcade. Okay, great. We, we're with you. Yeah, I've described it. I've, the arcade analogy is actually pretty good because I've described sim racing as like you know you go to the arcade and you play the race car games, right? You know how it like kind of vibrates in your hand and stuff, and like it kind of turns and it takes some force and stuff. That's what sim racing is, except that's like one or two newton meters of force and like my sim rig is like 15 so it's pretty dramatic in the power that's in the Jeez. yeah i mean like when you crash you have to like go over the wheel because like it will it'll spin and people break their hands sometimes on them not mine not at 15 but like you know if you but get a really, really high end one yeah yeah so why 
Why? Explain to me, Why would you meters? accept all of the risk already of a car crash when you're in a not real car? I mean, all the risks are all. I mean, all of it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how many how, how many expensive? newtons are out there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I also get a I roll cage put, in your I put in I, I put an airbag in my chair. So when I crash, it like throws me through the window. You know, to simulate a windshield. Yep. Right. You know what I mean? Good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but this, you uh, really need to get back to work, man. I'm. I, I'm getting... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, this place in Asheville is really cool, and uh, I joined it. It's like a membership thing, and they do these like races a couple nights a week, and uh, it was super, super fun. I, we drove like an F3 car around uh, like one of the American tracks. I can't remember which one it was, um, and uh, man, I had, I had a blast doing that, and I was really nervous because I'm so new and bad at this and stuff, and like like people are really freaking good at video games as you can imagine and the race car thing is like a whole nother level and like i just they mopped the floor with me i came like you know like everything is measured in seconds uh you know on a mm-hmm. racetrack and stuff and the lead was like at like two minutes and i was in last place around this track and i was off from the best time by like 15 seconds which is pretty dramatic and i'm just like i don't know how they're finding that much time in this lap and but everyone was really cool and they were like this is after we after we after we did the race okay watch the replays on like a big screen everybody talks about the strategy and like this is how you take that corner at the right speed and it was so educational just how racing works in general and i had a blast it was super cool uh I've, i've like accidentally stumbled on this really positive community like i thought that it was gonna be really I thought it has a risk of being toxic, I think, a little bit because it's like a it's that kind of competitive video game thing. Yeah. But everybody was like, Oh no, man, you were fine in the back and this is how you take that corner better and it was just so much fun. I had a blast doing that. So that was my Good, highlight man. of the week and uh right after that I joined a league. <laughs> <laughs> a what? rookie league, and so nice. through de- through December there's like one race a week and it's all very competitive. Do you get shirts? And- do you have a teammate? Uh, I a don't know man? if I get a shirt. That would be really cool. And no, I don't have a teammate. But they do do they do uh, oh. they do enduro events that are like six hour races where like two or three people are on a team oh. and you have to like trade after an hour. It's a long time to be sitting in a car should, with that much. Dude, you got to get a right? teammate so that you can make sure that at the end when he says, "Let me." Lap you so then I can win. You say no. Screw, screw over. you. That's right. Pull over stop and <laughs> wow. you take the win. Look at that, Eric in here hot with the Formula One memes. Look at that. I get it. That was I your. Although hot. I, I will say, yeah, you you experienced uh, a, a feeling that I I know very well. You you, you shared with me. Yeah. Uh, which is which is the loss of sporting season. So I yeah, know, you, I'll, I cut you off, but this was a very specific feeling that I I, I was so proud. Yeah, man. The uh, the last race of the Formula One season was this past weekend uh, it went in Abu Dhabi, and it was a really great race. It was an excellent end of the season, and afterwards, I felt dead inside, truly. <laughs> and I'm like, is this – I messaged all the guys, and I was like, is this how – people feel when sports seasons are over because this freaking sucks, dude. I hate myself <laughs> yes. right now. So like, I finally yeah. am starting to understand a bit of the psychology around like how insane sports are. I get it now. Mm-hmm. Finally, after all these years, <laughs> I feel what yeah. it's like to be a fan of, of sports. So, you know. Yeah, it's why we watch SportsCenter and they're like, all right, there's <clears> a rumor <throat> that the seventh round pick might be in. I'm like, tell me, tell I me. I need something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, speaking uh, of, uh, Charles, 
You're master of your block. You've asserted your dominance with your Christmas lights. Everyone is uh-huh. stepping out of your way. How else was your week, man? What you been up to? I know you've been busy, but <sighs> I haven't busy. I've been I've been selling off my uh, lot of NVIDIA 4090 graphics cards slowly but surely. Three hundred percent markup, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a lot of Christmas lights, Corey. It's a lot. Of Christmas lights. <laughs> How no. many strands of Christmas lights did you put on your house, Charles? Uh. Inside or outside? outside. Oh, <laughs> Inside or outside, you have to clarify. It would, like, it would take me a while. It would take me a while. I'll give you guys a guided tour one day soon. That's but a lot, a a lot. Christmas vacation, Christmas vacation style or bust. <laughs> yes, right? there are there are planes that on cloudy nights are using my house to triangulate the Charlotte Airport. That's what that's Perfect. what I say. Um, Perfect. Other than that, other than that, just the usual stuff. Except I will say I did pick up the new uh, Pokemon Violet. I got Violet. It's Violet oh, and Scarlet. They came out. Apparently, you're a Pokemon I, guy. I'm a Pokemon guy, man. Oh, every game. Every game since this? Red, bro. I, w- I had the original Red. What? And uh, apparently this is the most pre-ordered Pokemon yeah, video game that. of all time. And I'm wow, shocked. and it looks like that. Anyway, no. I'm- <laughs> it's, no, yeah, it's, there, there are definitely some issues with it, but it's still been pretty fun. It's, they're trying some Who's new Who's your starter? Things. Did, you, did you do grass cat, water duck, or fire dinosaur? Fire dinosaur, because his name is Foycoco, and I love that name. And uh, the meme now, has been amazing because he's now, just like, yeah, he looks so derpy. He he reminds me of Coda, to be honest with you. And, oh my god, he does! I've met yeah. Coda. I get that reference right. And um, he does. And he's a fire alligator. And now, when something, you know, when I really like someone, I'm like, oh, that's fire. Now I'm like, oh, that's Foycoco if it's really fire. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, oh, 100% sounds wow. like you got a mixed drink. Yeah, I, I'd like uh, Foycoco uh, on the rocks. Foycoco! <laughs> well, good. Yeah, you got to keep us keep us posted on, on your badge progress. I want to know when you get your legendaries and all that stuff. Yeah, I. Gosh, I've known you for years, and I never, never thought you were a Pokemon guy. Do you? Did you like play under the covers with like the attached light on the Game Boy Color? Uh, of when you course, were a kid? I did. Of course, I did. Yeah. I had a yellow Game Boy Color. Yeah, <laughs> I had the lime green. Game Boy I had the lime green one. Game Boy it Color. Was, um, Wes is out here playing with stone and chisel, and I, uh, I have. I still think <laughs> an original cup Atari and ball, cup and ball. Corey? Yeah. <laughs> oh, cup and Wes ball. was yes. playing marbles on the block while we were playing our game. <laughs> yeah. Wes is so old; his starter was gravity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do want to know in the chat, though. Let us know who's your Pokemon starter. I'm actually very fascinated by this because my last one was yellow. I, I started and ended very quickly. Um, but I was a, I was a Squirtle guy myself. I think Bubble was so OP in the first cave; it's not even close. Um, Char- All right, Charles shake shakes his head. Audio listeners at my face. <laughs> Who is your OG starter? A Charmander for sure. It was Charmander. I I most times yeah. go Fire starter because I feel like it takes the longest to find Fire Pokemon in the wild. That's fair. So also, that's Fire starter is actually a word as opposed to like. Water starter. Yeah, I'm an arsonist. Starter, really, is what it is. Yeah, it's that simple. Well, I'm happy for you, man. I'm I'm very excited that you've had that, that start to your week. Uh, it's a great way to decompress. I know. Um, speaking of decompressing, I've been doing none of that myself, fellas. Uh, I've had a horrifically <laughs> stressful week. Um, for those that may not know, I am getting ready to move within the next month, which is very exciting. Um, I will be giving my address to a lucky patron. That's not true. Um, but I'm, <laughs> I, I, I am though. Having to, to 
pack up my whole, our whole apartment. Uh, those that are on video may see that behind me things have changed a bit. I've wrapped every single Funko that I have individually. It's over 300 in a single day. That was a lot. Um, but we're just in the packing mode, and those of you that pack know it's the seventh circle of hell. <laughs> and it is, uh, I got to the point where I was almost hallucinating with how tired I was from packing. So that's going to be my next couple of weeks. So I've been doing that. But on the bright side, two great things happened today. One, I watched the World Cup game. Uh, U.S. We drew Wales, which is uh, the most boring, dumb thing in the world. Draws are dumb that shouldn't exist in sports. Neither uh, should FIFA for stupid. that matter, but you know. Yeah, no, yeah. The awfulness of FIFA, the corruption of Qatar, everything aside, go USA. I hope we win. So that was fun. But most importantly, guys, I finally bought my tickets to opening night of Avatar The Way of Water. They went on sale. Uh, nice. The movie I've been waiting for, for now I checked, 13 years since the first one. Holy smokes. Um, Is that real? Dang. 13 years. 2009. Holy smokes. So 13 I years? So excited. Oh, my yes. God. That is way further back than I thought it was. Holy crap. Look how old you've become. I like, that is where we are. Uh, but I bought the tickets. Nice. It's literally going to be the day that we close on our home, and I'm going to go <clears> by myself <laughs> while Charlie stays in an empty apartment with the animals. This is uh, a this is actually a good little crossover with Utini, actually, in a lot of ways, because uh, I recently experienced uh, like a bit of the positivity surrounding the Avatar movies because yeah! I was I was certainly in the camp of like this movie sucks and it's just a repeat of Dances with Wolves and Pocahontas and all that camp sure. right when it came out, which a lot of people are, are still there. And I mean, in all the like YouTube videos, all the comments are like, oh, "I'm never going to see this. It's such a ripoff." Blah blah blah. I rewatched Avatar in Hawaii uh, when I was on my vacation oh, with wow. my wife, and uh, I loved it. It was so good. It held up really, really well, and the graphics are still phenomenal for being as as old as it is. And um, yeah, I'm like really positive about this next experience. I want to watch it. And like, if yeah. you so if you're if you're in that camp of like this movie sucks, give it the Utini treatment and watch it again. And see if you still say that because you probably. Probably don't actually. <laughs> I love uh, that. And the yeah. other thing I was gonna say, Eric, is I've really enjoyed your updates to us about like kind of how you guys are, you and Charlie are sort of trying to experience your Chicago bucket list a little bit. It's been really yeah. cool. I was telling Caitlin about that yeah, earlier. Man. Like, I kind of wish I would have done that in some of the cities that I've lived in. Of like all our favorite restaurants, let's visit them one more time and things like that. Because you get caught up yeah. in the move and you're just gone after that. So it's been wild because like we've lived here together for like almost four years now like three four years and because of covid obviously we didn't get to go to a lot of places that we usually like to so we we knew about places but didn't really do a lot and we're more homebodies you know which is which is you know great but then we were like oh okay we have a date now we will leave this city that we know i gotta say a lot of things can be said about chicago there a lot of them are true uh some of the best food in the country amazing stuff and we're like oh my god we're gonna lose these places and we're gonna lose some friends and things like that so in the midst of all the packing, yeah, we have been like, okay, we made a, we actually made lists. We wrote out lists, which you'll appreciate, Corey, of like, okay, mm. we, we got to hit these places. And then we had a calendar, and we're like, okay, what dates <laughs> are we going to what restaurants? And, like, we just had to fit them in. And, like, what friends are we seeing on what days? Nice. Because you're so right. When you're in a move, it is so easy to get so single-focused on, like, I just have to pack. I just have to get there. And you do. And that's awful. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to go – south and be like oh man right we never got to go to blank and have those things i love so much and yeah so if you know moving, what you know what money aside because that's a good reason not to do that shouldn't we just oh, yeah. do that all the time where we live 
Like, I man, oh, you yeah, know what? I'm going to try to see my friend today. And, like, next, <laughs> next week we're going to go to a nice dinner at our favorite restaurant. Like, we should just – it shouldn't take a move, but I'm glad that you're doing that. Eric. Well, it's because it I'm moving cool. towards you, man. I know. I know. And then I your calendar, you and your calendar just saying. says Charles. Charles. Also Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Still Charles. Like, hey, Charles. It's, what are you it's doing? one of those. Like, I'm at your house. It's What's one up? of those multi-day like spanning events. Just like one giant blog that just keeps continuing for weeks and weeks. It's, it's just, just like when you look at when you look at his great. calendar, it doesn't say anything. There's just this little blue line at the top of every single week. I'm like, <laughs> what is that? I was like, oh, that's Charles. <laughs> oh, you know, there's gonna He's be always, absolutely like a, a Wednesday there. night. I'm just gonna yeah. show up in front of Charles's house with two forties, being like, we're going to the Knights game. Listen, that's gonna that's gonna put me you and charles all within like two hours of each other and then wes is you know somewhere else so and peggy that's what wes is okay. um, i'm in the better place the better place. Guys, <laughs> ah yes texas the better place. I love you guys need to come down yeah. we'll get there but yeah so gosh crazy weeks for us i'm so glad it's been so much fun i love that we added this part of it and i hope honestly all you listeners and viewers this, we're gonna keep doing this because frankly I, know. I miss these guys and that's i hope right. you love hearing about tell us this. if you like Hear it in lives. the comments and if you don't too bad. It's our show. All right, moving on. <laughs> well, I want to see your hate comments. It feeds me. Um, yeah, that's right. I, yeah, what, you know what else? Make it feeds? interesting with an interesting emoji that that resembles that you don't like it. So exactly. Just like put we gotta know water or fire or you know. My go-to is the eggplant. Wall. Personally, <laughs> eggplant's a good one. You guys know those hate comments feed me. You know what doesn't feed me though? Thankfully, fantasy points because I lost again. Wes, transition. You, however, are winning. Um, yes, this week. I am. Are you, are you going to be in the playoffs of the Utini playoffs? They're coming. I would think so. I mean, I'm pretty good. Sorry, JG. <laughs> I think I, uh, ran I would... you into the ground this week. Uh, <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, you're yeah fourth right Eric, now. I was checking, uh, your placement on the leaderboard there and you're fo- way down there, dude. Yeah. You're like, I can barely see you. The weird <laughs> thing about Wes, the weird thing is. I love football so much. I watch every game every week, and I'm losing all the time. Like, I am so bad in our fantasy league. I'm Every year I'm very bad. There's another Star Wars Twitter league I'm in with some lovely people like Kelly Knox and Veers Watch. I am 1-9, soon to be 2-9, I think. I might just ruin the playoffs for somebody else. Um, <laughs> That's the only, like... I only exist to like, make people mad. when you get. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a chaos agent just to mess up your playoffs because I won't be there. And then I have two leagues. That, I'm in four fantasy leagues. I have two more where I'm first place. So, like, there's nothing that makes sense. But, Wes, once we get to the playoffs, I'll be rooting for you. You know why? Because the other people aren't on the show except for Charlie, who, if she goes against you, I will hope you uh, get just smashed into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, everyone... Thank you for supporting us here at Eugenie and all our crazy pursuits that we do. We want to thank our lovely patrons, including a couple new patrons that we got, including Eric Werzer and Tim Costello, uh, both monthly patrons that join this week. We hope you're enjoying some greatness over at Eugenie's Patreon, including the Wookiee Week episode of the Star Wars Archives that got released. Um, Trevor, our resident Welshman who drew us today, I got to tell you, if you are not friends with someone from a foreign country who you are playing in the World Cup, I highly recommend it. It was a blast uh, to be in our company Slack during the game. Uh, shout out to Trev, who was a, a, a wonderful sport. Um, and also got to watch the game at night, because that's how Wales works. Um, as the rest of us were like at work, uh, but chatting it up. And he and Jose had a great time chatting about Wookiees. So head over to our Patreon and check out all the great stuff we got going on over there. And thank you. Thank you again to those that have joined so recently. All right. We got a couple... News drops, 
but they belong in their own place. Wes, let's go to the Star Wars Weekly Roundup. It's the Star Wars Weekly Roundup. Fellas, I got a question for you. Have you ever been fired from a job and did that firing cause literally everyone in the entire company to celebrate? Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> Uh, no. Yes, actually twice. Uh, but, oh, you know, wow. Additional question. <laughs> Odd that it happened twice. Well, then you may be uh, related to Bob Chapik. That's right, folks. Um, if you don't know that name, Bob Chapik was until recently the CEO of Disney. Um, our, our overlords, <clears throat> our shill lords that absolutely pay us thousands of dollars each week to say good things about the company. Thank you again. Those checks are in the mail. Um, Bob Chapik has been CEO for about three years. And... Um, during his tenure, some certain things have been not great. Um, prices have gone high up for merchandise, especially Disney parks. Um, there's been a lot of people very dissatisfied with the way he's run things. Some uh, inside uh, cast members and executives have not been super happy. Investors have left. Animation has suffered. All kinds of things. Last night, as a recording, at like 9.30, there was a Deadline article that said, Yo, Bob Iger's back. Who was the CEO <laughs> since 2005? So he, like, acquired, you know, Star <clears throat> Wars and Marvel. Galaxy's Edge got built. Like, Bob Iger was in charge of a lot of that stuff. <clears throat> I oversaw a lot of that stuff. And y'all, two things. One, apparently Bob Chapek found out about half an hour before that article got posted that he was losing his job. Holy smokes. <laughs> two, he has a non-disparagement clause. So we will not hear about his side for a long time. Wow. And three, I have never seen... Such a unanimously positive response yeah. from employees in my life. If you're on Twitter with any Disney people, it's like the fucking, it's like the end of Return of the Jedi. It's literally like fireworks <laughs> going on all the time. Have you guys seen any of this? I was blown away by like how positive this was. Yeah, I, I saw. I've seen some of. I've seen like some TikToks and like really crazy stuff of people really really celebrating. And uh, I admittedly did not know much about this, but you should. Uh, if you don't know anything about. Bob Chapstick, uh, you Bob should look Chapstick. up. You should look up. Uh, you should, I literally Googled earlier bad things that Chapek did, and uh, <laughs> well, so did the board. Apparently, I know it's 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 ridiculous. Uh, he blew up at Bob Iger uh, when Bob Iger decided that he wasn't going to retire because COVID happened and changed the world, and they they had the he made the very. Um, you could say uh, he made a Bob Iger made an incredibly controversial decision to not just abandon the company that he had been CEO of for like 15 years or some Who's shit <laughs> in the worst period in human history. Oh, I can't imagine uh, why you would want to do that. So Bob Chapek apparently threw a total hissy fit at a board meeting, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was really bad. But and he also was a big, big, uh, a big proponent of the of how they handled handled the don't say gay bill when we were. Yep. Uh, we talked about it on the show, I think, actually. Yeah, Chapek how... was like, don't say anything. We, we can't. We can't go He sent a personal it. email to the whole company that was like, keep your mouth shut, basically. It was really awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty mean that he did. And uh, some of the most egregious stuff that's in this list is that he didn't apparently know how to deal with any, any of the bad uh, financial problems that Disney was facing during COVID. So he just raised the park prices at Disney World like five times during a two-year yeah, period eight, or something like that. Like Genie Plus and all that stuff. A lot of <clears throat> For park scores, you know what I'm talking about. There's like ways to get on the rides. And yeah, you, like, Corey, you remember the whole Genie Plus system. When we yeah, went yeah. Like that and wet, like, <clears throat> he yeah. is responsible for a lot of those higher yeah. prices just going skyrocketing and, and instead of, like you said, <clears throat> making smart decisions. And even the internal employees who aren't always affected by that really seemed to feel like he wasn't on their side and was more of a corporation than, you know, caring yeah. about the people. Which, I mean, yeah, it's a <clears throat> business, but 
don't know. It seems like Iger actually just is a nicer person to the yeah. staff. There's a lot of there's a lot of kind of sketchy stuff that Chapek did too. That's in yeah. this article about like a lot of nepotism type of stuff and like kind of maybe choosing money over people and stuff. Yep. And uh, yeah. he does seem like a sleazy dude. He looks like a villain, like straight up. Like you look at the guy, <laughs> he actually does. He does. He looks like he looks yeah. like the he looks like the big scary bald businessman like villain, like uh, yeah. like a Lex Luthor or Kingpin. That's like, what he looks like, like straight like an up. Evil so. chapstick. Like yeah, evil, <laughs> I mean, genuinely, I don't have a lot of skin in the game, obviously, with this. I don't own any Disney stock. I don't really care. But I did read part of Bob Iger's book, and it was very good. He seemed like he was a, a very interesting leader with uh, a lot of really cool experience. I don't really know anything about uh, him other than what I've read in his book. So, you know, if he's actually a piece of shit, then, you know, roast me in the comments. Oops. Uh, yeah, look at this guy. Not, Tell me this is not a villain, dude. He looks like a Disney villain. Like, <laughs> he looks like Obadiah Stane from Iron Man Yes, 1. that's who I'm thinking of. Yes, he looks like Obadiah. <laughs> exactly who he looks like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Straight up. have Iger back. You know, what I, you know what I think? Jacob said this in our chat, which is also great in our, in our Slack chat. We had a lot of um, confusion because we're like, so old Bob is replaced new Bob, but old, old Bob is, is the newest Bob because new Bob is now old Bob. And you have to like, Really, it's really hard because it's kind of like a Grover Cleveland situation where he was president, then he was gone, now he's president again. Yeah. But Jacob on our, on our team was like, you know what? He should do – he should make like a big splash acquisition. And I was like, you know what? Buy Twitter. Come on, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Disney should buy oh, Twitter and man. put it back. This has been put a that weird... thing back where it came from and then we're good. A weird week. Right? Elon uh, would probably make profit off of that for sure. He probably yeah, would. Probably true. Just do it. <laughs> That's and then make Milan Husk the new bad guy in the next Disney Pixar animated movie. It'd be great. There you go. Uh, you so do raise Bob an interesting question in your outline here is what does this mean for Star Wars? Because I do think that is yeah. a, a fair question. Is yeah. uh, Iger bought it. Yeah, we, we've you seen know? some maybe questionable decisions, I think, in the last couple of years in regards to Star have Wars. Have we, Corey? Yes, we have. I don't know. Oh. Last I counted, we have 17 <laughs> movies coming out that are confirmed. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I wonder if I wonder if we will see any of this be straightened out a little bit. I mean, because it does seem like, yeah. for the most part, Lucasfilm and Marvel and all these you know different and Fox and ESPN, all these different things that Disney owns, all function pretty independently. And we, mm-hmm. you never know how well, we don't know a damn thing. We're just freaking nerds on a Star Wars podcast. What the hell do we know about right. how capital, capitalism works? But like, like maybe this will have a positive effect. I would like to see. One of that. the damn movies that they announced getting made, <laughs> frankly, <laughs> just one of them. I still, ca- I still cannot believe they did a teaser trailer with freaking uh, what's her name, Wonder Patty Woman, Jenkins. with Patty Jenkins, and like where she gets oh, out yeah. of the yeah, with on a on a on a on a tarmac with planes, like blading. They went through all that trouble to make that teaser trailer, and that's like there's like no chance of that happening now. Like what the hell, dude? Like. Man. They could have filmed another season of Andor with that money they spent on that teaser, right? <laughs> you see, it was just a it was just a very involved and very personal trailer to like genuinely have nothing coming out of it. That that project yeah. is a hundred percent in the ground now, right? Like it's totally dead as far as well, we know. I know JG what? just put in the chat. Apparently, there's a report going out now that Chapek was holding Lucasfilm back from film development. So again, everything is. I mean, until it's confirmed, it's confirmed. But there, I mean, there's definitely a possibility once the head honcho. Switches over. And and to be clear, Chapek had, I think, three years left on his contract. This is costing them $20 million of buyout. Oh, like, shit. this is a big decision to make this quickly. So there's going to be College some College football coach. 
They also, yeah, exactly. I also <laughs> read, I read in a couple of articles too that Bob Iger kind of like personally groomed him to be the CEO for years. Like he was on the board, yeah. and he everybody yep. thought this was the obvious choice. So like yep. it was a smooth transition when he immediately got the job, but it turned out he just kind of sucked. So what I don't know. I'm very, I'm really interested to read this in uh, in some kind of novel or some, you know, not a novel, you know what I mean, some kind of biography, like in ten oh, years. Oh, I want thing. the HBO mini or no, probably Hulu. I want the Hulu limited series yeah, on like Battle of the go. Bobs, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> just Bob v. Bob. <laughs> like I the know. drama of it. Bob v. Bob, Dawn of Maustus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. I like it. So Bob is, yeah, Bob is dead. Long live Bob. All right. <laughs> next piece of news we got. That was good. Oh. That was really good. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm, proud, I'm pretty proud of it. <laughs> next thing we got. What's the actual Star Wars book? The Supreme you? Leader is dead. <laughs> the Supreme Leader, Bob. <laughs> Supreme need a pop. <laughs> God, hey, someone who's better than us, make a meme of of Chapik <laughs> on Snoke's body with Kylo Ren being Bob Iger. His tongue hanging out. <laughs> yeah, that was the greatest yeah. greatest shot I think in the Last Jedi. Yeah, Chapik also. Oh, last thing on Chapik, I, I just remembered he was the guy that said like animation is not for adults. Like adults don't watch Disney animation, and everyone's like. My Bro, guy. do you know what like company you are for and shit? Because like yeah. that's not true. Who buys those tickets, Bob? <laughs> I know. Anyway, yeah. all right. Next thing we got a little bit. Of, we got a little bit of book news that was interesting. Because uh, we, you all know, we've been loving the Essential Legends collection. <clears throat> we just got another wave of them that came out. I love that they're making these. We have talked previously about the word essential being used liberally at best uh, with some of these titles, and we did wide birth. Wide birth. <laughs> wide birth. <clears throat> Uh, we did get three new uh, official covers that got announced uh, with Dawn of the Jedi, Yoda Dark Rendezvous, and Hard Contact, their first Republic Commando book. And they're on the screen now. And here's the thing. Just <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, start it like that. Oh, okay, my God. So I, I will say what I've loved about the Essential Legends collection is that they've done a wonderful job of, of reimagining some of the Legends covers, especially like the Bane trilogy um, and things like that, that, that may not have been as critically loved going, you know, in the, in the initial run, we should say. Um, these ones, I will say, when they first got announced, didn't get the warmest reception possible. Charles, you didn't have as much Bob Bob controversy chat, so I want to go to you, man. What do you make about these, about these, uh, these covers that we see on our screen right now? Uh, um, start. I like Hard Contact. I do like that dope. one. It looks like Ewok Hunt. Yes, it does look like Ewok <laughs> oh, it Hunt. It does look like Ewok <laughs> Hunt. <laughs> and, that oh. one, and that one is very good. Uh, for, my, for my aesthetic, I'll say, you know, art is subjective. Yeah, I do absolutely. not care for the other two, particularly Dawn of the Jedi. To me, looks like a Judy B. Jones book from when I was a child. Like, it's, it looks... Wow, yes! It looks a little, yeah. like... Kitty, like clip arty. Um, I don't know. I I just don't. It's not my, not my bag. And well, the first the first one is so good. Like the Dawn of the Jedi cover is pretty rad. If anyone remembers the original, yeah, I don't. I don't actually. But yeah, what I'm like, I am genuinely actively searching and have been for the last uh, three minutes on the Utini website. Dawn of the Jedi. I've tried every search oh, possible. Dawn of the Jedi into the void is the is the full I've, title. I've done that. I've done on the. I can't. I've done that one. I've done novel. I've done book. I genuinely cannot find it on the website. I have no idea. Out for having I, a bad website. Yeah, it sucks. Don't ever use it. <laughs> Don't ever use our website. It's it's terrible. Yeah, there it one. is. Okay. Dawn yeah, of the cool Jedi. Cover. that's a that is a I way better cover. cover. I have a way better cover. 
no memory of this existing. <laughs> I, All right, like, Gandalf. How do we? How do we? How how is how we rated this book? I wonder. Do you guys know on the site? Well, it's it's the earliest book in the history of Legends chronology. That's right. It's it like, was published late in the in the in the cycle, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Right? And there's nothing around it. Like it's very intentionally way, 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 way back when. It's and in I the think void. for the like. And it's the Jedi, like the J-E-D apostrophe A-I-I or like something, and like the lightsabers <laughs> have backpacks. Like, it's very odd. Um, but I think they I think they did it because it's like, oh, it's the first Legends book is like the, how they're going to pitch it. You know, it's like the earliest you could go. I mean, I, I, do think, weird. I do think the whole Essential Legends collection thing, it was like kind of a joke with us at first about how like, is this really essential? But like, it's they you really don't are. Death Troopers, you don't understand legends, Charles. Oh my god, I like that book actually. But yeah, I love that. Um, I love that book. I don't get why a, they chose there's it. There's a character named Kale, which just makes me laugh. But <laughs> that's right, Kale. Yes, um, this, is a, this is a legends book. It, I'm gonna find it's this getting, on the site. So help me it's God. It's getting to the point where it's just like, are we <laughs> actually so just re-releasing every god. book? And and if we are, Maybe? so Oof. be it. But oh then, my gosh! But then just Found admit it. that. And I think the real value in these things comes from the audiobooks. If a book didn't have an audiobook before or had an abridged one or something like that. And uh, and now we don't have those either, do we, for this wave? We, we don't. Yeah, it's a great point. Um, Tom, our buddy over at Del Rey, I believe it was in, in Discord or on Twitter. I, I'm not sure where it got uh, posted. But he did say there weren't currently plans to do more audiobooks, at least with this wave. Because we got them with the X-Wing, the, <clears throat> the Rogue Squadron books, rather. Um, we got them with Air of the Empire, I think? No, not yeah. Air of the Empire. Uh, was, anyway, we we It was the second oh, uh, two. Uh, it was the Ball, second Shadow two. Hunter. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. the second two of the Air of the Empire series. That's uh, right. Was, was converted into an audiobook and... And yeah, and I I think I'm um, not really doing that now. I think uh, okay, so I found it on the on the site. The only way I could find it, this is really weird. I don't know why it was so hard to find. Um, I found it on the Legends timeline. It's kind of the first entry. Um, this book is fair. Is rated as fair, which is the second to last I think uh, review category we have on the site. Not great, not, Bob. Not very many books uh, in that category, honestly. And we have it as 155 in the Utini reading order, which is very damn near the end. So mm-hmm. I, it's not, I think it's literally not connected to anything. Yeah, it's, yeah, not. it's not. Connected. It's, it's the opposite not of anything. essential. It was published yeah. in in May of 2013, right before they stopped publishing books, basically. Yeah. And like, I I think this solidifies to me a little bit that. The Essential Legends collection maybe is not actually based on anything regarding the word essential. I think it's generally just based on book sales because Can it be I the think Optical Legends collection, the OL, the OLC. That'd yeah, be maybe cool. maybe Did so. Maybe like blow both of those because like this book is the first <laughs> book in the timeline, and that's why people bought yeah. it is because yeah. it's because like people are like, how do I start reading Star Wars? Which we know this well at Utini. People always yeah. want to start at the very beginning of the What's timeline, the so they just go and yep. look. This is the first one chronologically. Yep. I bet that's why it's as high on the list. And yeah, I gotta say, I am just getting more and more negative about this whole like Essential Legends collections experience. I really don't like that that cover, man. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't. Well, you know, no disrespect to the artist, it just doesn't look like any yeah. of the other art we've seen. On any of the other types of 
you know, any of these other books. And also, the other thing I want to kind of call out, I, I was busy searching, Charles. I don't know if uh, if you said this or not. This Yoda image is... We, we have not discussed it yet. The Yoda so, so image... Describe it for our, the audio listeners. The Yoda image is, is weak sauce, audio listeners. <laughs> it's not Flake Coco. It's, it's, it's not. It's just a promo it's image. It's not. It's just a promo image. Yeah. I think it's Yoda from, like, the... It's like, it's like an Attack of the so Clones. Two, right? Uh, it's yep. it's a, a still image of CGI Yoda from Attack of the Clones... That it looks like they ran through like you know those 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 apps you can like download like the yep. Chinese spyware apps that you can download on your phone that like you can artify an image and you have no idea yeah. what it's actually doing with the with the, with your picture yeah. that you this put is in. Yoda's TikTok profile picture. It is so it's that with some All cool right. with some cool artwork around it. I I do generally like oh, the yeah. artwork. It looks pretty cool, I think. But like yeah. anytime, if I didn't it immediately. Yeah, anytime an artist. Or a comic artist, or anyone takes the route of let's take an existing image and slightly modify it. It just never does it for me, man. Like it always just feels like yeah. here's another. Here's the original book, which is fairly guilty of Ooh. it as, as well. Like, this is bad, man. Yeah. This is really, really bad. Although this, it's just, this book, apparently, I have not read this book. I've heard it's in the good. Last three years, this one's good. Really good stuff about it. Like, yeah. this actually maybe deserves to be ELC. <clears throat> yeah, I think enough. it does actually. Dark Rendezvous is a is a really good book. Um, and Sean Stewart actually has not written much. I don't, if anything else, I don't think. In mm-hmm. I'm trying to find this one on the timeline. Here it is. This one is a good. It's it's a it's good. Yeah. Uh, is what it's rated as. It is very low in our reading order because it's it doesn't really fit with anything. But it is a pretty dang good book. Um, so I'm fine with this book being in there. I'm fine with Hard Contact being in there. I'm still, to this day, very upset that the, like, clone trooper book series was never continued, that it sort right. of ended Character abruptly and stuff. Finish, yeah. But that cover is very good. But I do have to say, these covers in combination, yeah, there's the original cover for this book, which uh, Wes is showing, which is the promo image for the Republic Commando uh, game, which is why they made these books, yeah. which is a, a hell of a game, by the way. Super yeah, hard, yeah. very, very challenging. Yep. <laughs> I played it on a game night a, a couple years yeah, ago, right. and I don't think I, I got past like the second level or something. It was, it's no, it's so super hard. hard. Super hard. Um, but, yeah, anyway, what I was saying is, like, like, you know, the cover, the cover seemed to be missing the mark a little bit with the last couple of releases. And the decision to not do audiobooks is bullshit. Straight up. I'm going to say it. Like, I'm going to yeah. be really okay, harsh. Go. I'm going to be harsh is. about that. Because, like, I don't think you can do a project like this with all this promotion of, oh, yeah, we're re-releasing the Legends. Like, no, it's not just a money grab. We're genuinely wanting to get these books out here. And, oh, yeah, they're all going to have exclusive audiobooks and then suddenly change their mind about that. Like, no, get out of here with that, man. That makes this a capitalism decision, and I hate that, dude. I hate that. So the sales must not be very good. You know, a company of the size of of Disney and publishing should, should take a loss to continue this project. If they do in fact believe these are essential legends, like what does this mean now? Are we not going to get, are we not going to get audiobooks of, of the now incomplete series that we have, like the X-Wing series and stuff? Like if that's true, if we're not getting audiobooks of the whole X-Wing series, that is horseshit. I will say it. That sucks, <laughs> dude. I hate well, that. I'll tell you what, Corey. Yeah. I'll tell you what. These were announced. When Bob Chapik was in charge, <laughs> Bob Iger's back, baby. <laughs> back to Bob. That, yeah, yeah, I mean, that kind of alien that alienates some of the Star Wars audience that, does. like yeah. myself, it's likes to read the, audio. the audiobooks. Yeah, and it, if you're trying to if you're trying to get into some new things and you don't have the time or you don't have the you know 
you, if you don't have the wherewithal to stay awake in bed while you read, then you need <laughs> yeah. the audio book while you're in traffic for an hour. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And it helps. It yeah. Helps. yeah, and it would, it, well, would be, it would be one thing to, to have a public press release announcement, I think, to say that, like, hey, we are very sad to announce we're discontinuing this project that we've promised, like – that it's the it's turned out to yeah. be not nearly as profitable as we expected it to be. And the publishing industry has taken a huge loss in the last couple of years mm-hmm. and has nearly killed a number of publishers. We're unfortunately not going to be able to do this. That's not how they announced it. It was a reply yeah. to a Twitter post, I think, or, or yeah, like somebody somebody asked a question. It was like a reply to that, and I hate that, man. Um, I really hate that, and uh, you know, I'm sorry to get a little harsh about the publishing yeah. thing, but like genuinely, if if this is just pulling Audio the plug suddenly like that. I really hate that, especially as being such a huge proponent of, you know, we're huge proponents of canon and legends. It's very challenging to convince legends people to read canon, that they're not being alienated. It's very challenging to convince canon people to read legends mm-hmm. because they feel like right. that population is very alienated. So yep. it's hard to balance this sort of culture a little bit already and, uh, you know, to have sort of the rug ripped out from under you. If that isn't what is in fact happening, that kind right. of sucks. <laughs> we don't even know. I mean, what the hell do we know? Right. We're just a bunch of nerds doing a Star Wars podcast, as I've said. So... You know, maybe yeah, it's we uh, get it, Corey. Jeez, it's not. Yeah, we know nothing. Yeah, we know nothing. But we do so. hope. Hopefully, the, the ship gets right. And regardless, if you're liking the Essential Legends collection, there's, they're going to keep doing the, the physical books. So allegedly. we'll see. <laughs> yeah, for <allegedly>. now, <laughs> as long as they do, we will be here. But what I can say, I'm reading them, we can I, guarantee. I've enjoyed reading them. Yeah, me too. Actually, I, there's, been, there's been a couple that I've actually missed that I've read in, in the ELC, which I've been pretty stoked about. Yeah, for uh, sure. But again, as a quick reminder. The books that we can guarantee are coming out are all the new canon books, including The High Republic Convergence. Last reminder for you, it does come out tomorrow. Uh, so at this point, get your orders in uh, and then get ready for the next books coming in 2023. All right. That's all the book stuff. Fellas, let's take just a little bit of time now to talk about an, a little indie show that, <laughs> um, you know, for, I mean, honestly, not enough people are watching, but but enough people are watching. And it's called Freaking Andor. Um, previously, we've chatted about every single episode of this on our sideshow, Bounty Hunt, but a lot of us chatted and we said, you know what, with how crazy life has been outside of Utini and with honestly how important this show is, we wanted to bring the discussion of the show onto the main living force. So tonight we're going to go through the last two episodes, episodes 10 and episodes 11, and we're just going to kind of talk about them as one whole. We're going to talk about some of our favorite parts and then... Guys, we got the finale of Andor this coming Wednesday, which is crazy. The finale of season one is already upon us. I'm so sad about it because, honestly, this has been my favorite Star Wars project we've we've gotten thus far. Um, but we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that ending. Let's begin, though, by taking you all back. First, oh, first of all, c- complete spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, <laughs> I mean, come on. Total so spoilers, many spoilers. Total spoilers. Total spoilers. <laughs> uh Let's, we're going to recap episode 10 first, talk a little bit about that. We'll do episode 11, talk a bit about that, and then we're going to finale. So, episode 10, One Way Out. This begins. It's time to break out of the prison. Tomorrow is the day, and Cassian and Kino ready the prisoners for the big breakout. And Kino delivers a rousing speech where he says, No one is getting <laughs> out. Uh, sorry, Corey, can I, get, can I get your best, No one is getting out? Can, can, you, can, you, can you deliver that for us? I wow. don't think I can. <laughs> Talk about putting him on the spot. Just tell me. Oh, my God. I, I don't, don't even remember the scene. No, all right, all right. Wes, Wes, that was back to me. Wes, literally Wes, weeks me. ago. Eric, if you ever do that to me. 
<laughs> you ruined it for me. Fine. Fine. He said, Kino gives a rousing speech and says, no one is getting out. It's like that. <laughs> then we go back to Coruscant where Mon Mothma has a meeting with Davo Skulden, remember from, from, uh, from Chandrila, who provides a solution to her money problems, but he only asks one thing in return, an introduction to her daughter for his son. Mon Mothma strongly declines. Back on Narkina 5, Cassian busts a pipe to begin the flow of water on the floor of the prison as the prisoners fake a fight during a new prisoner introduction. This shorts out the floor sensors and the breakout begins. They climb, they fight, and they die as Cassian and Kino make their way to the control room. They cut the power to the facility as Kino gives one of the best freaking monologues in all of Star Wars history and tells everyone that there is one way out. The prisoners finally make it outside to the prison walls and the waiting ocean below, but as they jump, Kino reveals that he can't swim. Back on Coruscant, ISB supervisor Lonnie Jung makes his way to the lower levels of Coruscant to meet Luthen. Lonnie has been an informant this whole time, and he wants out. Luthen gives another one, another one of the best speeches in Star Wars history, <laughs> doing the same episode, where he tells Lonnie there is no way out. Luthen is burning his life for, quote, a sunrise he'll never see. We end then on Cassian and Melshi running for their lives away from the prison. So, this was two weeks ago, a lot of climbing, a lot of action, easily the most action-filled episode we had so far. I want to ask you fellows to start, this is currently the highest rated Andor episode on IMDb, with a freaking 9.5. Wow. Um, Straight up doesn't Whoa. deserve it. Uh, uh, I would say yes. Yeah. Yeah, this is my favorite high. episode. Yeah. <laughs> I would say so, man. I think this show, this episode was fantastic. Um. Uh, the pre- we I think we all knew the prison break episode was gonna be really really good, but they really yeah. nailed it with the whole uh, yeah. the shot at the end of slowly zooming out and you could see oh. the like the splashes of the people swimming in all the different directions. That was yeah, that where was it looked dope, like the, the imperial. Uh, I didn't yeah, make that, the yeah, imperial yeah. symbol, and then they're just swimming away from it. Like God, that the the symbolism of that was just yeah. amazing. That was really good. That was really good. Yeah, I think Andy Circus. He really, he really proved himself in this episode. Not that he needed sure. to. I mean, good lord, he's a yeah. phenomenal actor. But yeah, wow. here's the shot that Wes is showing now. But, but I <sighs> really was hurting when he got left behind. Man, I really was can hurting we, when he. Can said we he talk can't about swim. that? I want to talk yeah, about let's, that. Let's do because, that first. Because I have a genuine question: Can people really not swim? Like, just like you know, yeah, just try it. Like, can you just like? <laughs> Are you a doctor that has never heard no. of drowning? No, no, no. Yes, of course I've heard of drowning. But you know, you know what I'm saying. Like this is a this yeah. is a yeah, this is a recurring. Know how, you'll, you'll die. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that true? It, yeah. Dale their arms swim. and legs. Their dream. arms and legs yeah. aren't working in sync. So yeah. when you're flailing, you're not yeah. actually staying buoyant. You're not staying above the water. Yeah. You have to you know you know kind of keep it all smoothed out. But I'm thinking like yeah. you can get. You can get four or five people where he can hang on to the back of their legs, and the guys can just. Yeah, do I, mean, I mean, it's a floating you know? prison. Well, There's a boat or at least a life jacket. <laughs> like this was a this was an end of Titanic scenario where like there's a room on that door. I, I will say, I will say that, that, that shot you showed us, West. Though we see the prison from above. There's no land far. we see, and at the end yeah. we see Cassian and Melshi and no one else. I think it is. I think maybe it's just because I'm a, I'm a little more. Mm. 
I guess I guess I'm I'm giving into the darkness of the show. Mm-hmm. I think there's absolutely a possibility that Cassian and Melshi are the only two that made it. Survive. I think that they asked that question. Swim. Says you know that is yeah. He asked you ever that question. To swim like yeah. If let's you're speak. not a swimmer and you try to swim like half a mile, you, no, absolutely well, not. Let's be let's be clear. I'm not I'm not shitting on the realism of the idea of him not being able to swim. Like I'm just like you know this is this is you know. <laughs> galaxy far far away i mean they have like the internet and like tv and shit like i mean don't you think that that's why like, they can't swim Corey. Like they're all inside watching tube <laughs> <laughs> he's like seeing people swim i mean don't you think you would like want to you'd want to try i no. mean I don't, I don't know like i mean I, I think i think he jumped maybe and he's I think from he tatooine bit, bro. and then i think jumped he and drowned yeah, maybe so. that's my maybe that's he's my from assumption. tatooine but but it's Ooh. Wow. Yeah, did, did Luke <laughs> Everyone's from Tatooine. Everyone's from Tatooine. Can Luke <laughs> swim? That's the real question. Yeah. Guys, Tito Loy is a Skywalker. I think that's what we're missing out. <laughs> if he decides to be, he is. Damn, you got me there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I will say, Andy, Circus going from, to your point, Charles, of having the first outburst in, in the barracks where he was like, no one's getting out. They're going to kill us all. We have to go. Then he gets the straight-to-the-camera monologue uh, where he's talking to the prison. Great moment where he's that just was, yelling at everyone was, they had to go. That was oh, yeah. heavy as shit. I'm struggling <laughs> like, with the words. That was, like, one of the most beautiful mm. monologues I think I've ever seen. That was to seen. us. Like, you know what I liked? As an audience, like, he was speaking to us a little no. bit. Like, yeah. God. You know, you know what I liked about this was that Cassian – even though he's like the main character of the show and he was sort of the instigator for a lot of this, he didn't have to teach Kino Loy what to do or what to say. Like yeah. Kino Loy was yeah. already uh, an incredible leader and and he just needed to be pointed in the right direction. And that's what Cassian did. He just gave him a little push. And Dude, then that's his all gift, of that, man. Yeah, yep. exactly. And then all Pretty of that Jin. came so from, right. wow. from Kino. Yeah, it was it was so nice. Yeah. Yeah, does yeah, Kino I, I totally play agree. Kino? Does he like go to bars and get those little cards and play Kino? That's my question. <laughs> He's a Kino speaker. You know, oh, oh, hey, uh, look at that. Yeah, at that. I, I, I also think I want, I want to give a huge props to the, um, the like the direction of this episode because I realized I was thinking about Andor as a whole, and this was the finale of an arc, right? And like the three finales of the arcs was the episode where they where they banged on all the pipes and we had the huge shoot out in the first one uh-huh. then we had the eye which was visually gorgeous and then we had this like they're ending their arcs on their best episodes and i don't i can't yeah. remember another show that's done mm-hmm. that like you always want to end at the high note and my god like the amount None of the, action and no climbing, other climbing like wow not only do very few have have any of the star wars shows that we've seen in live action have they been able to hit these highs like consistently i mean there's been three very nice beautiful peaks like in yeah. this in the quality of these episodes that's that's rare for a tv show like straight up yeah like, absolutely I mean, absolutely like i've watched i mean i watched like rings of power recently and i mm-hmm. loved rings of power i was loved blown it. away with that show but like it didn't hit like this like where there were no. like like three very nicely beautiful arcs. I mean, yeah, they get the they get the you know the cliffhanger at the end, and you leave you leave like excited for the next episode, and they get that right in stuff. But like these three arcs have been unbelievably good. Like yeah. almost like they almost have like no right being this good. Like that is I just yeah. can't I just can't believe how good this prison episode was. And it's the third time I've said that in a season of like <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. I mean, how yeah. is the finale gonna nail it? 
Uh, I don't know. Well, yeah. and it's crazy because like you get and you get these performances like obviously Circus is such a star in this episode, and but then it, like that is that at that moment I was watching that speech he has with there's one way out we have to climb. I'm like okay, this is the best speech, and then we get this this additional Why? scene of Luthen Rail Stellan Skarsgård giving almost a five minute monologue yeah. to Lonnie, who I, I love that reveal because we've seen him in the meetings uh-huh. and. I, and of course, but he's got people everywhere. They've been highlighting him. Like, we, we asked that question, like, who is this guy yeah, that they keep showing and stuff? And, uh, yeah. Well, like, it was that you, I think we thought he was you, Lauren, at one point or somewhere. And, like, but dude. then he comes in, and then he's like, yeah. I have a family. And he's like, I am burning my life down for some I know, I dude. I wish we had. I, wish, I don't and care. I'm like, wow. I yeah. wish we had the freaking Woo! dialogue, the transcript Woo! for that speech, because that was brutal. That's it's like, like Emmy shit right yeah. there. That is, what I did it cost? Everything. Like,. Exactly. It was just yes. brilliant, brilliant yeah. dialogue and writing. This was an unbelievable yeah. cool scene. And oh man, the the throwbacks to like Empire with this scene and the in the yep. catwalks and the doors and the lighting, like this was a badass scene, man. Yeah. I loved yeah, it. it. That realization of like, oh no, I, I will not see this rebellion. Like I'm gonna die as an enemy. Like, yeah. people, like I am not <laughs> being a hero which is so crazy because every hero of the rebellion we've known Luke Leia Mon Mothma Han like you get the glory at the end that's the whole point and Luthen's like no Lonnie we are screwed man (laughs) but you know that like what and Lonnie Lonnie came down there thinking he had a chance to actually be out of this I'm putting in my two weeks he was just like I, know. <laughs> I just don't want to do it anymore, okay? Just leave me alone, and I'm going to turn my phone off, and when is this going to be it? So, no. Just when I'm I think I'm out, out, they pull me back in. <laughs> I, I, also, I also liked a little bit of the hero narrative that was in there, too, right? Because, like, he, he also – he didn't just say, like, you're in too deep, you can't get out. He also said you're, you know, a damn hero, and we freaking need heroes yeah. in the rebellion. Like, you're the only way that people are going to survive. Yeah. Like, that was in there, too, and, like – yeah, it was yeah. it was good. It wasn't just a it wasn't just a brutalist like I think we're meant to feel a little bit that Luthen is a little bit of a bad guy. Like to some oh, degree. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? And but yeah. like He's ruthless, I guess, he what is. he needs. Yeah. Yeah. It, but like we also see that he does maybe genuinely care about, you know I mean, he genuinely cares about he have to care about the cause, right? He genuinely does care about it. Mm-hmm. And like you I love care the not about the cause. I know, and I loved yeah. uh, I loved the way that he <laughs> talked about this too, as if it was just a system that he had designed. Like I think he used the yeah. phrase, yeah. "I I figured out." Uh, I see. Her. I've been using the formula since the beginning. He used the word formula to describe yeah. it. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like that. What a great word choice to describe this, like systematic destruction of the empire as a formula that's what it is that's mm-hmm. what the, that's what it has to be for the rebellion right it's a calculation yeah. right they have like to it's be a, organized right it's a it's a we're going to sacrifice you because is of the of the mathematical requirement right like it's very yeah. robotic yeah. a little bit and yeah, like which we I, get in the next episode which we like literally we go yeah. we go body by body yeah like for sure for sure yeah big God, fan this, big fan of that yeah this episode is was was really wild, and, and it, since I I, th- I think it, I think it, it meshes in so well, let's I'm gonna let's go to the let's go to the next one too and talk about them as a whole because I think they do work so well, even though it is yep. technically the next arc. Um, episode eleven, daughters of Ferrix or daughters daughter daughters of Ferrix. We get uh, this last week. Um, again, <laughs> full spoilers. We're already there, uh, but this is how this one goes. As a reminder, we we begin with Cassian and Melshi as they attempt to escape from Narkina, but they're captured by native Narkinians. 
Don't see a lot of aliens in the show, so we get some aliens. Uh, but we begin at Ferrix. Uh, Marva has died, and B2 is not taking it very well. He's a sad dog, and it makes me feel horrible. Uh, however, the daughters of Ferrix apparently require his assistance. After revealing their hatred for the Empire, however, Cassian and Melshi are released by the Narcanians, and they head back to Niamos, where Cassian left his stash, and the two get ready to move out. Meanwhile, Vel visits her cousin, and Mon Mothma shows her Liata's new cult club? Arranged marriage society? I don't know. She hates it. But they discuss their continued rebellious progress on the side as Mon Mothma just, like, cries about her life. Cyril, meanwhile, checks back in with us, and his old buddy, Sergeant Mosk, sir, uh, tells him about Marva's passing. And this may be Cyril's chance to reclaim his name and his honor. Luthen visits Saul Guerrero! who now wants in on his plan with Krieger, but Luthen declines and informs Saw it's got to be a trap and you just got to lose 30 guys. Deal with it. The two finally understand the depths the other one is going to go to, and although they don't like it, they'll accept it and call it war. As Luthen leaves, though, he's hailed by an Imperial ship, but instead of being taken, my boy pulls an insane aerial maneuver, takes out a bunch of TIE fires with side lasers and missiles, and it's great. And then back on Niamos, however, <laughs> we end on a downer where Cassian gets a call over to Ferrix where he is informed of his mom's death and he is devastated and looks to the horizon looking for Marva who will never be there again. So, yeah, very different episode. Uh, again, some massively awesome moments. Um, Can we talk about Luthen's woo! ship maybe, maybe being the most badass Amazing, oh, wow. unbelievable! The CGI was flawless. That was the coolest shit. It was so good. I was the coolest shit I think I've ever seen. Like straight yeah, up, I was keyed <laughs> in. I was keyed in on the CGI to see how they would do it, and it was amazing. It was they phenomenal. didn't screw it up whatsoever. Like, yeah. That was so creative. We've never seen any ships do that kind of thing. Like. What did he shoot out? Like shards of glass and destroy the yeah, and, yeah. and destroy the satellite, and then yeah, the the effects cool. of like all the little specks and it shattering. That was brilliant. I've never seen anything like that before in a Star Wars ship yeah. or like I, you. You should be more limited than this in this mm-hmm. space universe, right? Like we've been yep. like they keep, but they somehow keep coming up with crazy new random ideas yep. that just happen for a second that just blow your socks off like yeah this is the coolest ship i swear to god i've ever seen like this look and at I also, this i also love that like th- so this shooting these back into the tra- tractor beam amazing because no one ever oh escapes the tractor beam we've been taught that since episode <laughs> four right that that is star wars canon but then when he does no. the lasers my favorite thing is that that's been in the trailer and star wars has always been we're only going to show the first three episodes but i, I feel like tony girl where i saw that on the dailies and was like all right, shit, we got to put that in the trailer. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that was the <laughs> coolest no freaking thing I've ever seen. So there was, there was like, I think there were like three or four attacks, right? There was the the laser disc thing getting destroyed. Yep. There was the lightsabers coming out of the side. And that, that yep. fast yes. pivot shit that he did <laughs> and yeah. cut those two in half was like, yeah, man, I get, that that really did have the potential to be like kind of cringy or bad, and it yep. wasn't. It was, yeah. I cannot tell you how excited I was about this stupid scene. Like, it was just the <laughs> coolest shit I've ever seen. It was just legitimately, I think, the coolest yeah. ship thing that I've ever freaking seen in in yeah. Star Wars. Like, well, and he and he tried to do the whole like, um, look uh, at that yeah. shit. Look at that thing. <laughs> and he's, he's unfazed. Uh. He's like, yeah, it's Tuesday. 
I just do this. Yeah. Like he tried to put on. Remember, we talked way back when about that moment where he puts on the little air of oh, oh, oh so sorry, I was just leaving. And he tries it for a second. and He's like, listen, I'm trying to save your lives, guys. Like I don't want to kill you because I'm gonna kill you. I like Luthen really gave me the vibe, and, and it's and it's kind of the opposite of Han Solo, right? Where every time Han gets in a firefight, he's like. Hold together. Uh, yeah, I'll try something crazy. And he, and he escapes. Luthen is like, oh, no, I, I'm playing chess. I know I'm going to win this. Um, so just give me a second to charge up, and then I will destroy all of you. I think my favorite thing about that entire scene, though, is actually the Imperial's reaction after he jumps to hyperspace. Because he's just, like, staring out the window. And it's, like, probably mm-hmm. a good, like, seven-second shot of just this guy staring. And then he just shakes his head, like, real, real slow. That's it. That's like, that's his whole reaction. I was like, I thought he would be like screaming, and he just stands there and stares out, and then just gives a little shake. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, <laughs> see, it's so and, subtle. And, and, <clears throat> what'd you guys think about? Look, let's go just a couple seconds before it, since we're on Luthen. Um, obviously, we get his amazing, like literally, that I I hope Emmy worthy monologue last last week, and then we get this moment of him going to Saw and, and him literally saying. <sighs> Nope, I'm not going to talk to you about this. I am going to kill 30 men, and you got to be cool with that. Like, that. Uh, where, like, to, to make Saw be like, damn, that takes a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, and. And I, I remember him saying, like, if I. Because uh, Saw was like, how do I know you're not ISB? Mm-hmm. How do I know you're not working with ISB? He was like, if I was ISB, you'd be dead already. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Or and why also, when he screws them, and he's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, who's my guy? Oh, it's yeah. two tubes. Over there, and he's like, "What? Yeah. No, it's not. It's not me." Yeah. He grabs him. That was brilliant. I love that. Yeah, but it, can it we shows, also just? Sorry, go ahead, Charles. I was just gonna say it shows. I think in the couple short uh, scenes that we've seen Saw in, they've done a good job of showing he's not like totally crazy yet. But you start seeing no. those seeds of doubt. Like he was, he was yep. looking around. He was like, "Who in here? Like, do you have?" That's one of my guys, or I think that's my guys. Like that's where some of that yep. craziness starts that we eventually see in Rogue yeah. One. Did they send you to kill me? Yeah, like, that's where that line yeah. comes from. Somebody warned him too, right? I can't remember. Was it was it two tubes that told him he was in a mood? Is that what he said? Yeah, Some, two tubes told yeah. him he's in a mood. <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting to kind of see that maybe some of the people in Saul Guerrero's camp like do have yeah. trust everybody and stuff. And I also just want to point out that Forrest Whitaker is like a god tier level actor in every single. So I. Every single time, I, I, he, I mean, I, I can't, I can't not believe what he does. No, it's, it's so no. freaking good. It's really impressive, like genuinely. Yeah. Like, I mean, he just he killed this craziness. Like, the looking around, can you show that scene yeah. that you were just showing there again? Like, yeah. yeah, like I just cannot believe. Like, this was just so believable. Saul is just very unhinged yeah. in this. Yeah, these shots. he really is. Like this, Wes. This is for you. Saw in this scene is kind of like Sam Darnold. He's just seeing ghosts out there. You know, exactly. like. He's just like <laughs> Like he's hearing voices, dude. Look at him. Like how is oh, yeah. this freaking Forrest Whitaker, man? Like he just nails this yeah. character. He's so good. Like there's, there's, there's the walls are bugged, kind of crazy, yeah. right? Like I, I loved it. This was a cool scene, and and I like the the dialogue was complex. This wasn't a simple, yes, convincing yeah. saw of doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Like of, mm-hmm. I mean, he just that was all really cool of him, kind of explaining. Like, Luthen explaining his thought. Like, he had a moment of weakness, I feel like, a little bit. Luthen did. He didn't have to tell Saul that. Like, he didn't have to tell him. But he chose to for some reason. And, like, and then Saul is in. Like, he he believed it. Like, like, yeah. And I love that he kept repeating, and Krieger. 
two. That was repeated, I yes. think, three times. He's like, Who he so doesn't you're, like. So you're going to sacrifice like 30 it. men. And, and every single time, Luthen's like, yep. plus Krieger. Every single plus time. Krieger. That was such a cool, weird little yep. dialogue choice. That was really neat. Like, yeah. it, it helps solidify the idea of, like, Yes, we're solidifying. I mean, yes, we're 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 killing and sacrificing thirty men, but they're people with names. So yes, and that's what yep. Krieger represents in the yeah. in the dialogue, and that was just mm. brilliant. Yeah. Of like these, and are I not think we just... see that in season two. I think that's the kind of stuff that Luthen is going to deal with. Like you have you have killed people. Like what are we dealing with here? So I'm very excited to see where he goes. Um, Wes, give me give me the camera for a second because I want to tell the people something at Disney. <laughs> um, Bob Iger. Little children chanting is the creepiest shit in the world. <laughs> Please don't do it again in Star Wars. Yo, okay. Can we talk about the marriage cult thing? <laughs> what the hell was this? Yeah, was like, that's kind of weird. In the dude. eye of the father to my husband. I was like, whoa, no. And, and my mom was shit, there with like a glass of wine at one in the afternoon being like, this is a terrible. And she's really torn up by it. All right, so I have a... <laughs> My wife and I talked about this when we watched the episode. I almost had to pause it to talk about this because this hit me so hard. Um, this is it. like I, – I think this is brilliant storytelling once again is like Mon Mothma is completely out of control of the things in her life, completely. Yeah. And yeah. they are giving the character of Mon Mothma a real out for abandoning her family. It's because yeah. – they yes. have chosen to embrace these old ways that have these horrific flaws that are very imperial, that go hand-in-hand hand with the Empire. They've chosen to embrace these things. I love that they highlighted that. It was her idea. She found the Elder. Yeah. Like That is such brilliant storytelling. We've been yeah. wondering this whole time about like how are they going to deal with the fact that like yeah, they've yeah. made her a bratty teenager and they've made her husband kind of a shithole, but like – Kind I mean, of. That's I mean, generous for but, then, but that's, that's not that's not abandonment level, you know, no. storytelling. But this is now suddenly. So now, yeah. when Mon Great Mothma point. leaves her family, it's tragedy, and it's tragedy not on Mon yeah. Mothma's part. It's tragedy on her family's fault for making the wrong decision. And I love that so much. That's so yeah. That's so like nuanced. In this image, she looks so tired. Yeah, she, she looks kind of yes. worn down. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, even her hair isn't as high as it was, and I think that's a costuming yeah. thing. Like, she obviously looks amazing still, but you can tell like she's she's had a day. She's she's cried. She like she has not tried to keep up her appearance as ten thousand percent. She's just like I am losing. I've lost my husband years ago. I think she's she she gets that, but I think she still had hope for Lita. I agree, Corey. Until this episode, she's like, yeah. I still have my daughter. Ooh. I can still bring her back. She was surprised. When Lita would say rude things to her, she was still a little shocked, and I think now it's like it's it's done. Her and daughter is going this. to she's going to choose to marry this scumbag's yes. son. All right, that's going to be her choice now, and it's very obvious yeah. that that's going to be her choice. And and uh, and I love the dialogue between Vel and Mon Mothma of like, yeah. like surely you're not considering it, and, and she's I, I don't think she answers it actually. I think she says no. I don't think I, th- I think I it's think I think it's either. I think it's responded with silence. It's like a rhetorical yeah. question, and mm-hmm. like because she knows she doesn't have to choose, like yeah. because her daughter is going to choose it's over. for her, right? So it's like. And the emotional toll that that is having on Mon is very, very interesting. And I hope that we do get the full – I think we will. I mean given the, the quality of the storytelling so far, but I hope we get the, 
the full circle of the arc of I hope we see Mon come out of this despair into this powerful leader that's really badass. Like I hope we get that. I think Absolutely. we probably will. Hell yeah. Um, but it's gonna be very interesting to see how that how that comes about, I think, now that we have all this like family drama with with mm-hmm. Mon. I just I never would have guessed this is how this would have gone. That was creepy as shit though. The whole chanting thing around the dinner yeah. table was <laughs> real Pretty scary. Still. It was it was yeah. uh the shot too. It was like between there was like something in the way, right? Like prison bars almost. Like yep. it was very symbolic mm-hmm. too. Yeah. All the shots in the Mothma household, if it, Mon gets pretty clear <clears throat> cameras, but when you're looking at other people, there's always some kind of obstacle. There's always something that is obscuring the view. Yeah. Um, that's true. Which is very intense. Now, uh one question I got for you guys, which I think is kind of one of the bigger questions of this episode and will definitely affect the finale as we kind of look ahead to this that. week. Um is is Marvel really gone? I think so, because B2 would know. But there's a lot <laughs> of speculation that this is the plant. Wow. Um, oh. Really? I've not seen that. That's interesting. I, I, I don't think it is just because I don't think that's just, that's not the kind of show. Yeah, I don't in. think this is that kind of show. I mean, it seems like they've spent a lot of energy and time like explaining how sad everybody is. Sick. You know, and yeah. she's been yeah. sick. Yeah, she's and sick. and, and yeah. she's what is, what's the line that he oh. said? He says that. She's in the wall now, or something like that. Like he, there was a line. Oh yeah, yeah they the they put their ashes in a into a brick, yeah. and then yeah. they put it into the wall. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful description of the Ferrex people. Like I love that. But I mean, this was literally like you know you know how you see those uh, those Reddit posts and things where like the dogs will go on their owners' graves and sleep and wait for yeah. them. Like uh-huh. be yeah. being like, can you stay for a night? Like I need more. Oh, I was like, I, hate it. I was not <laughs> oh, okay, <no>. guys. <gasps> yeah. I hugged my dog so hard after this because I was like, this is what it feels like and like star wars continuing the brilliant ability to make us feel for mechanical objects as if they are animals or people <laughs> yeah. it's just yeah. yeah yeah i want to ask um charles i see you're about to say something so say your thing but i also want to ask you a second one if you're not saying this already what do you think about marva dying off screen because I, I feel like we usually see that but they they chose to just show us what happened after as opposed to yeah. the actual moment. I mean, I think very clearly they're planning to bring her back with spider legs and we're going to see that <laughs> in the finale. <laughs> well, that took a turn. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, sometimes I think they do it intentionally. I mean, for instance, Kino Loy, us not seeing what happened with him. I think they did that very intentionally. Yeah. He might come back, but good point. Good point. Um, but with Marvin, no, I think I think she's gone. I think we're meant to feel a bit like Cassian did, where he didn't get a chance to see her one last time. And <laughs> wow! I mean, I don't know if they put that much Charles! thought into it, but that's how I felt. Because you, you guys know I was stoked for Aunt Petunia every time she was on screen. Yeah, and we could we could see her slowly, you know, getting sicker and sicker and. We didn't get to say goodbye to her just because Cassie. Yeah, did. yeah, maybe wow, that's what it I is. That. Charles, I hate you, man. Uh, up. Speaking is, of speaking of wow, Ampetunia, Charles, right. speaking of Ampetunia, I uh, I talked about you when we watched this episode because right in the middle of the episode, my wife Caitlin goes, "Holy shit!" and I'm like, "What?" and she goes, "That's Ampetunia." <laughs> 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 she, she had the realization right. like Charles has been saying that for second. weeks, man. <laughs> yeah, um, it's funny. Dang. That's that's so true though, because I think there there was that little emptiness of like, no, we should see the last moment. No, we should see the last moment. And that I mean, isn't that the that's the hardest part of losing someone in real life, right? Is like the you want to try to make it there, and and that's the whole thing. Like, make sure you get there and say your last things. And um, we 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 God, we don't talk about him a lot when we talk about these shows hilariously. But Diego Luna, 
yeah. is, is the backbone of this show. And I think, I think so. the way he plays that phone call of realizing that he will never get to say goodbye and that he missed <laughs> it and that he was – the Empire robbed him of that moment. Like, uh-huh. all that was silent. It was. Not, yeah, all that it was, really just was. in looks. Like, we're meant to understand not that her death is sad. We're meant to understand the effects that her death has on, yes. like, the community and on Cassian right. and on the other characters and, like yep. – that's what we're meant to understand. So, like, Ferrix, I mean, so she, in a lot of ways, she's like a, a martyr, I think, um, is how we're supposed oh, to understand sure. that, right? right? It's like, because, you know, she's been very rebellious here in the very end, and mm-hmm. I think that she's been a little preachy, and they haven't maybe highlighted that well enough. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how Ferrix changes. Um, yeah, the, and the daughters of Ferrix, like, what is, is that like Daughters of the American Revolution? <laughs> like, like, what are we, what are what we talking about? Like, like, they say they need... Because Brasso was like, B, the daughters need you for something. And, like, yeah, grave importance, about? he said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I that's am, very interesting. interesting. Very interesting. Um, yeah. Very oh, interesting. okay. Real quick. Sorry, I want to ask was... you guys a huge question, but Dale just Dale just put up a quote. I was reading that. I think he's dropping in some yeah. of the dialogue from the Kino from speech Luther's earlier. Speech. Yeah, that was very yeah. good. Yeah, um, the, go, go for it, man. Read, okay, yeah. re- read that first one. It's incredible. The, the first one says, uh, calm, kindness, kinship, love. I've given up all chance at inner peace. I've made my mind a sunless place. I share my dreams with ghosts. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, my. This is Star Wars. I just can't believe that dialogue I is I share real. my dreams with ghosts. I could get a tattooed on my body. <laughs> I share my dreams with ghosts. Uh, and there's that formula thing. He says, I wake up every day to an equation I wrote 15 years ago for which there is only one conclusion. I'm damned for what I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what Corey says about uh, Utini every morning. Every single day. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. Like, yeah. how do you – How do you? you're sitting at a computer and there's a blank Word document and you're like, oh, my imagination. I, I, I'm damned for what I do. Like, you just come up with that out of your brain. I don't know. It's like some writers just have the ability to do that. God. Like, you know, similar to that writer of that CNBC article I was reading earlier that referred to the second <laughs> banana. So, you know, some people yeah. just uh, <laughs> have the gift. Some people just have the gift. You know what I mean? But so, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, uh, wow. yeah, I think we're – I'm very interested to see how this Daughters of Ferrick thing is going to come about. Um, uh, we should probably talk about Ferrick's a little more too because it certainly seems yeah. like – we're going to uh, Ferrix. It seems like everything's That's... coming back to Ferrix, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Cyril, Cyril knows about it now. Like Dedra knows about it now. Cassian's co- coming back. Absolutely. Right. I love that. Like, I love Vic, that. I love that. There as a as a husk. Like. Yeah, I love that uh, Cyril like robbed his mother on the way out too. Yeah. Right? Hell yeah! Like, that was cutthroat. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah! Hell yeah! That was. I gotta throat. say, he is he is a little shit stained, uh, but I enjoy Cyril so <laughs> much, man. Like, I really do get a kick out of him. Yeah, I mean, he's like, I don't know, very. He's turned out to be a very complex character that we have yeah. still not figured yeah. out after all this time. Like. I, I think, think we will too. Yeah, I think Season he has two. that psychopath vibe thing going. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Norman Bates, <laughs> yeah. mommy issues, and some psychopathy. Yay! Yeah, very uh, good. Uh, I think it's all coming back to Ferrix. I don't have any clue. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about this episode before we speculate a little bit? Yes. Hit it. Um, <laughs> when uh, Melshi and Cassian decide to break for it. 
to steal these alien ships. Yeah. And oh yeah, the aliens. <laughs> yeah, think, these guys are awesome. They think that they are are they they they're Scott. We're fast. We can do it. There's no problem. And then yeah, I got you. <laughs> it's like these it's like weird Spider Man got nets. them. <laughs> I know, dude. These gross, really slimy nets. Dude, I hate this. The one it's like the one knows, was you know those, near someone's mouth, and it made me oh, actually no. nauseous. <laughs> Do you know those? Uh, you know those like those gummy like hands that you can get at, like a vending machine that you can yeah. like yeah. flick and it just sticks to the wall and stick. pull it back. Oh That's God. what these nets are made of. It's like but little all gummy over hands. your body. Yeah. Can we just? <laughs> all right, we we have we have joked on this. Sh- we, we've joked a little bit before about like the show has a has a stark absence of aliens a little bit. Yeah, they, yeah. Well, they finally dude. put some aliens in the show, and I gotta say, you know what? I'm kind of glad we've had a stark absence of aliens up to this point because these guys look sparingly. It looks like. Have you seen those? Uh, have you seen that uh, Halloween costume of like the old Hooters women that have like, you know, their boobs under their shirt? It looks like. I don't live in Texas. But I, have no- I have no idea. Dude, oh, I'll, I'll show you. But all, now but I can't look, not it looks see like. It. Oh his boobs are hanging God. out under his shirt. That's, That's just a belly <laughs> Dude, these look like they look like they look like the goblins from like the Hobbit. Is what I think they look like. These were yes. the grossest, They're weirdest, goofiest. And one of them has like a knife for a hand too, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like, got like a freaking yeah. pirate hand or something. But this also, was, but also, they were super <laughs> chill. They were. Like, yeah. Empire, like, oh shit! Okay, dude, we that, go. that took a turn that I was not expecting. Like, me neither. That I was just. Screwed. That was. I weird, like. Man. I like. I can't remember his name, but I like that he ended like there. He this is. Guy. That guy's out, like literally has chased me through haunted houses a hundred percent in my childhood. <laughs> like that is you know the butcher. Like? That's the zombie butcher. It is, He's dude. This a, guy looks like a prisoner on Davy Jones's ship in the Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean movies. Like he is has been a, mixed with a crab and a, and a, and a knife. He's now a, a is that a knife man. or is it a spatula? You be the judge. Uh, he's the Ashley <laughs> slasher from SpongeBob. That's what <laughs> these guys are so <laughs> ugly and stupid. I, I, just, I liked how I can't remember. They did his a great name, job. But he, yeah, he ended like up. every <laughs> sentence with like, "Hey, buddy!" Like you'd just be like, "These guys thought yeah. they're gonna take our ship." Hey, buddy! Like. I love that. Yeah. They had a really good time. They really had a good time. I, I was again I, I agree with you, Corey. I'm I'm actually completely fine with not having a bunch of uh uh aliens in the show just because I think that the storytelling with the with the actors have been so good. Just plain and simple. The actors have been so good I don't I don't need a lot of latex. But if you're gonna bring in some aliens for a second, full set. These guys were hella fun. Full full these guys are great. I, Why I did will they say- help them? That was one thing I that know. I didn't they hate fully the understand. empire. They hate, I guess they hate the they empire. Just didn't yeah. have any love for the empire. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they thought they were imperials, and then he's like, "No, man, no, we, we escaped from the prison." They're like, "Oh, sorry, man." They Ka-chow. killed all. They yeah. killed all the fish. I didn't get that the first. Yeah, I didn't get that the first yeah. watch through either. I, it didn't really occur to me. Like they were just saying, "No, we're we're uh, escaped from the empire. The empire is the one that runs that prison." And they were like, yeah. "Oh, okay." And uh, then, but they just like let loose. I thought. My bad. <laughs> I, yeah, I was gonna say. I will say this. Uh, this little scene with these aliens is really the first moment in this entire show that took me out for a few a few seconds because, like, oh sure, yeah, it, it was just it was a little. It seemed like there was maybe maybe editing like mistakes or something. Like you're right, Wes. Like on the first watch, like the dialogue didn't really connect and. I don't know. Maybe that was maybe that was intentional. Like we were supposed to be very as confused as they were a little bit, but like, mm-hmm. I think it's probably was the decomposing <laughs> cabbage patch doll of an alien there on the left. Yeah. I think that's probably what it is. 
decomposing. <laughs> Charles, your commentary doll. is like aliens and Andor. It's not used a lot, but when it does, it really just hits me in a great way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, they were I'm, great. I'm glad um, you brought that up, Wes. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's uh, but yeah, let's go finale. So so for our audio listeners. Ones. I'm assuming, again, everyone has – we have jobs, we have things we have to do. Maybe you haven't watched the finale yet, but it may be out by now. But as of now, we have a couple days. We're going to go into the Thanksgiving holiday. Or two days. <clears throat> I definitely agree. I think we're going to Ferrix. I think Cassian is going to get there just, <clears throat> again, try to go for the funeral or try to go for something. Maybe he's angry. Um, but it does really feel like somehow, as spread out as this show has been, which <clears throat> it really has. I mean, we've had Coruscant. We've all these planets. Cassian's had a story. We had Aldani. <clears throat> It seems like the mastery of this show has been bringing all the main players to Ferrix for a final confrontation that yeah. will then spur us into season two. Like I, I want, I want to get everybody's like three, like most dramatic. All the all your bets are on these three plot points. Ooh, <laughs> and let's we'll see, we'll see who gets, we we'll see who gets close. Uh, maybe we can mm-hmm. make it interesting somehow. I, make it I think Cassian shoots Cyril. I don't think he, he doesn't kill him, but he oh, he fires him. on him, and I think it hits him with a. Bolt. I think Cyril might attack Dedra to get Ooh. to what he wants. I like that. That's dramatic. I think uh, I think Luthen is dead. In the final. Oh episode. my god! Wow! I think okay. Already, I think, they, I think they kill him this season because they can't uh, afford the actor for next season. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's he's it. very. <laughs> oh, I, oh, uh, Cassian kills Doctor Gorsk. After he sees what happened to Bix. I think he just shoots mm, the guy in the head. Maybe. Oh. I can maybe see that. That's not bad. What about you, Wes? What do you got? Mm. Think those aliens are going to yeah, flip think... some hamburgers? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I think Cyril has a mental breakdown when he sees when he sees Cassian like in person. That he's there and that their ISB is not doing anything about it. Like the ISB wants to take him alive, but they don't take him like right as they see him. They're like, we'll just wait till they do. They're like, he's he's freaking right there. Go after him. And he just like <laughs> starts running and then like gets shot in the back because they don't they don't want to ruin the plan. Ooh, okay, something that, like that. I like that. Uh, cracks. Oh, B two B two survives and is fine. I hope so. Real controversial I, I, opinion there, Eric. <laughs> I will I will bring Bob Chapik back and replace Bob Iger if that doesn't happen. Just keep retaining the Bob. So whoever's gonna keep B2 safe. That's all I care Cyril's, about. Cyril's Cyril's mom turns him in for stealing her money. Oh my god. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh we meet Uncle Harlow. That. Yeah. That could be sick. Maybe that maybe Uncle sick. maybe Uncle Harlow. It's somebody we actually know. Hey, yeah, what if what if somebody in the rebellion what if, uh, Quad Paw's it's... first name is Harlow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harlow Quad Paw. Harlow Quad Paw. What if uh, what if Uncle Harlow is that that actually the real name of that boss guy that Mon Mothma met, like or whatever the Chendril and that's not. Like, oh yeah, oh, right. They have different names. Davos Skelton. Uh, I think uh, I, I, I think I, I think it'd be a, a little early, but I think uh, we could maybe see Mon Mothma like go into hiding or something like that. Like, yep. like she she fully enters that. the rebellion like rebellion phase mm-hmm. in the in the finale. I could maybe mm-hmm. see that. So like like we, they would set up the next season really nicely. I think of like yeah, you know, Mon Mothma's in the rebellion now. Uh, Luthen is gone. He's not yep. like controlling yep. all the all the pieces anymore. Uh, Cassian is now fully in the rebellion somehow. I think that's Cassian's going to leave with Vel. He's going to escape with Vel. Yeah. 
Well, mm. Cinta is still on Ferrex, we remember. Yeah. yeah. So she's she's, in she's the, working piece. in the bar. I also will say, as as a little behind the scenes thing, um, you know, they've been, they've actually been doing a decent amount of uh, online promo with the actors, like asking yeah. them Twitter questions and stuff throughout. Like if you guys have followed the official Star Wars Twitter account and things like that, they've been asking a lot of questions, which is good. Um, <laughs> yeah, the actress of Cinta. There's our Sergeant Mosk. I, I, he's not coming back. That's all we get to him, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> but the actress who plays Cinta, they asked her, what's your favorite episode? And she says, you haven't seen it yet. It's the finale of season one. Oh, my God. So oh. I think that there is a uh, – again, I think everyone's, everyone is involved. All the main characters are involved in the episode. <laughs> um, but I, I, I do agree – if I if I was to put it like those are a lot of my dramatic things, all my chips are in on Cassian is rebellion. Yeah, I think so. Confirmed I think that, by the end of the episode, without a doubt. And I wouldn't be surprised if everybody else is sacrificed along the way, like like in in yeah. a way. I mean, based on what we know and based on what um, well, what's his name said at celebration too, right? That um, you know, the first season is all this time leading up to Tony Gilroy, joining, right? Yeah, yeah. Tony Gilroy, all this time leading up to Cassian joining the Rebellion, and then the next season he's in, and it's all the time before yeah. the Rogue One. That would Rogue fit One. a little bit, so I don't I know. I think Luthen lives, and I think Cassian gives Luthen Nemec's manifesto, because we saw he got it back. I it, forgot about it, that. Yeah, we did see him get it on back. Yeah. That was cool. That was cool. Man, and for a hot minute there, I really thought that, that maybe we just abandoned that. Like, oh, we didn't want to the manifesto back? Dude. Yep. No, man. Tony Gilroy is yep, too professional got for that shit. I just can't believe <laughs> exactly. we... Listen, Mandalorian 100% would have abandoned that shit. We, we <laughs> yeah, never would have yeah, we'll saw it again. In Book of Boba Fett, we would have not only saw it again, we would have pretended it didn't exist. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, they, they would have dropped that as, as fast as they dropped Gina Carano, man. They would have been like, nope, never existed. Never happened. Nope. Maybe we'll come never back happened. to it nope. with another Filoni project in like two decades or some shit. Yeah. Like, I just, no, I'm very surprised they came back all the way around to that. He w- it was in the same place. He went and got his damn box back. <gasps> Ooh, hold on. I got I got, I got <laughs> right, one. I got, I got one. I got, before, I got, before, let's go, let's go. Because, West because go. you said that, Corey, I'm sorry. Did Cassian, did Cassian get it on with this? <laughs> no, I think, I think he stuck in. I think he stuck in. <laughs> But also maybe. But also maybe. Also, is that is that is that Jen? Then why did they show this? Is that Jen Urso's? Is that Jen Urso's cellmate, cellmate in the beginning of one? Yeah. Similar snore. I mean, yo, you got a lot definitely, of tentacles. Definitely, That's definitely, a lot this, of it's one hundred percent the same alien. There's without a doubt. That's yeah. Oh yeah, alien. it's the same species. <laughs> God, okay. that's going to be in from a Sorry, certain point. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail no, no, no. your comment. And from a certain point of view, Rogue One that we get in the next forty years, they're absolutely going to put in that sex scene of Cassian uh, <laughs> stripping that alien. Oh my God, stripping. Uh, I, I th- okay. I have a new thought. This is God. I, I'm confident about this, but also it's very specific. The last shot of the season, I think, is Luthen introducing Cassian to Mon Mothma. <clears throat> I think we're finally going to bring those two leader storylines together. And then season two, everyone is for rebellion. Because I think you're right, Corey. Mon Mothma is now going to, quote, unquote, abandon or, or leave her family and become the rebellion leader. <clears throat> I think Cassian is going to do his Ferric stuff, and he's going to go off. And I think we're next season we're going to have this full team then doing missions throughout the years. So I think yeah. that that is how we end the season. <clears throat> do we know within the timeline when Moth Moth... Mothmoth. When Mothmothmoth. Mothma. Mothmothmoth. When When Mothmothma. Uh, when she. When she leaves the, the Senate and is actually full rebellion. Do we know that? It's oh. around this time because there's that massacre that she mentions happening. With the Bothans? No. 
Yeah. Many no, violins it's, it's died to bring us this information. <laughs> that was not a good line in, in, in Return <laughs> of the Jedi. I'm so shocked that like we got here for this, so... Yeah. What, yeah, I wonder if we're ever going to get that story of the Bothans dying. It's probably already a story. <laughs> what am I saying? In Legends, it's one hundred percent a story. I don't know oh, if it yeah. is in canon yet. I don't think it is in canon. I don't think so. Not yet, at least. Anyway, but I think I think it's all possible, and I think that. Well, right, I, so I, I have I have I have Luthen dead. Yeah. I have yeah. uh, Mothma uh, back to the rebellion, or like as leaving her life behind. Essentially, what was the other one I said? Oh, I said everyone's going to sacrifice himself for Cassian. Those are my three, yeah. I think, that I'm going for. That's three good ones. Uh, I, I, So I said uh, 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 Cassian and, and Mon Mothma are going to be introduced to by, by Luthien at the end. I think uh, Cassian shoots Cyril, and I think B2 is fine. Okay. Those are all my, my <laughs> big ones. Um, okay. I just think Cyril gets shot. Because he goes into a nervous breakdown. Okay, right. nervous but breakdown. By the Empire, yeah, that, good. I think. Like, by, his, by yes. friendly fire. <clears throat> and then I also think his mother turns him in. <clears throat> All right, okay. those are good. Charles, what about you? Charles, I what think are you thinking, man? Cyril attacks Dedra, so they're at odds. Mm-hmm. I think okay. the episode ends with Vel helping Cassian escape, despite the last time they saw each other. And I think that Harlow Quadpaw makes an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> You oh, love man. nothing more. He's your he is your glup shido, isn't he? Yeah, Quad he Bar. really That's your is. Guy now. They're watching right now, and they're doing rewrites as we speak. They're like, "God, we got to get this <laughs> ass two days." <laughs> you messed up. But the great part about this is that next week, I will already say, next week's Living Force is going to be all about the finale of Andor. I mean, this has been again the some of the best stuff we've ever gotten. In the Star Wars universe, I mean, it's risky to say this before it. the finale, but a flawless experience from beginning to end. Like, what the hell? Okay, like, yeah. I mean, I, genuinely, I don't I know. I'm playing it. This is our show. It's my favorite. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Do you have any real criticism of the show? Because frankly, I no. do not think I have any single real piece of criticism of the whole damn show. I just cannot nope. freaking believe that. Anything okay, nothing that holds okay water. Yeah, I nothing not that sticks. Either. I said I did say the aliens thing. Like maybe. Maybe the aliens looked a little uh, goofy to me. Count, I don't though, know if right? that's real criticism or not. If I watched it again, no. I'm probably yeah. fine. But no, this is this is my this is a Rogue One shot as far right as here too, baby. Go- by the way, yeah, yeah. this right. is just as far as a TV show, a Star Wars project. I mean, like every single qualifier I can put on it, it is my favorite thing, and I think it is Ever. also the best thing because like, your favorite and the best sometimes don't correspond, which is fine. Like sometimes we have different reasons for loving things. I think in this particular case. My favorite show and the best show are coinciding. I think this is the best television show I've watched this year, and it's also my favorite. And as far as Star Wars goes, I put it there. I was at dinner the other night with some really great friends of mine who I love, and then we were talking about Andor, and I was like, I think it's the best Star Wars thing. And they're like, well, I mean, outside the original trilogy. And I'm like, no. Yeah, I said that like, to somebody I, like, too. <laughs> I said that to somebody too no, this week. Really, like, uh, they're like, uh, yeah, somebody was like, yeah, I mean, it can't be better than Empire. And I was like, I think it might be better than Empire. And they were like, what the hell? Like, it was hilarious. Yeah. I've said that a couple times, actually. Yeah. Like, we also have a whole other season coming. Like, I know. Yeah. It's going to be 20 times as long as pretty Empire. pretty impressive. You know what and, I mean? Like, uh, and I know that, I know that we've, we've, like, chilled pretty hard on, like, some of the live-action shows and stuff. But, like, I think we haven't really been too quiet about our criticisms, of, especially, like, Book of Boba Fett, which I yeah. think we all left with a fairly neutral experience. And yeah. this, this show is... Genuinely, pretty freaking flawless. I just, I just can't believe it. 
Like I've heard people say, I've seen people say it doesn't have lightsabers in it, so it's not Star Wars. And I'm like, that's objectively stupid. So yeah. shut the hell up. Uh, but other than no. that, it's a bigger world out there. The, the, the Jedi are just the smallest yeah. part. Oh right? yeah, sorry. Luke Skywalker is going to appear on Ferrix um, as a child <laughs> and, <laughs> and accidentally yeah. force push Dedra away into a vat of molten lava. There you go. There you go. Are you happy? Soka makes an appearance. Are you happy? Star Wars theory. I'll call you out. Please, God, do not put a freaking Ahsoka cameo in this show. I mean, maybe, no. maybe fine. All right, let me, let me back that up. That sounded really harsh. I, I, I like Ahsoka no. fine. She's a great character. I trust, the, I trust the, I trust the, I trust the creators. I trust yeah. that, I mean, Tony Gilroy is putting, exa- I mean, because also like no. Saw Gerrera is, is a cameo character, but God, he fits perfectly, you know? Yeah, Ahsoka doesn't need this show. They, she has go. plenty going for her. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. God. Big this, fan. Is, this is just so good. It's so great, and and again next week it'll be done. And it's it's weird because I was telling I was telling Charlie about this. You know, I had a moment in my life where my weeks were filled with NFL football, House of the Dragon, Rings of Power, and Andor every week. And now House of the Dragon's done, Rings of Power is done, now Andor is going to be done. And I think just as nerds watching television, it just behooves us to realize like we this is just so awesome, and I'm so glad. That stuff like this is being given the budget and the time and dedication that it deserves. Like, they don't have to worry about getting five seasons because they know they got two. They don't have to worry about bringing in enough aliens or lightsabers because they know the story from the beginning. And, like, it sounds simple, but, God, if there's ever been a proof of concept you need, this is it. Oh, I know. These last few episodes alone. Like, you can bring in major er- major actors like Circus for New People. You can bring in no names. Like, the rest of the characters we're in love with, you know? It's rad. Yeah, this seems like a good template for stuff to, to springboard. But they it's changed every single TV episode. It's gotten better. Not yep. exponentially better, but it's gotten better, and they're figuring it out. They're yeah. figuring out that TV is like, that's where you bring in a broader audience than having to... Go to the movies, buy popcorn, actually make carve out time. You can just plop down on your couch and watch it at any time. I would really exactly. like. That's I would really like to like. I don't know if it's even possible to do this. I don't think it is. I would really like to. This is a businessy nerd of me. I would like to see the like how they calculate the value of these types of things because these projects cost yeah. as much as movies do, and yeah, like that you can't like directly measure the revenue, right? Because it's no. it's it's. And, and I mean, the viewership of this is lower than Mandalorian, uh-huh. but also like there's no way they didn't know that, right? Because like when you're going sort in Andor, the Rogue One show, like has everything been less this? than Mandalorian though? I mean, I'm sure yeah. it has, right? Because yeah, you could probably Mandalorian indirectly is number one. You could probably indirectly relate this to subscription buys, like es- yeah. especially when Mandalorian came out. Yep. Um, but like renewals, renewals every year, you see yep. that too. I mean, you're not going to get everybody that will. It's going to be solely Disney Plus, but you'll have the bundle. But yep. still, it's, there's got to be some kind of correlation there with subscriptions and renewals. And I will based say again, on when Funkos, give me the Lego <laughs> yes. of the ship with the spinny lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> Coolest thing. You know? I've those are the ever first thing to break space. off, and you're on that Funko just so or those cool. little red lasers. Oh, that just shit. break. It's just so cool. <laughs> I'm so in love with it, but. Fellas, I'm so glad. I'm I'm just so glad this is so good. We chat about it next week. We're gonna bring you all our finale thoughts, and we're also gonna take a look back at the season as a whole. You know, we're gonna talk about some of our favorite moments. We're gonna look at it at season two, which I believe actually started shooting today or yesterday. Season two is like wow. actively in progress currently. Well, I thought they had already done it. 
Nope. So <laughs> okay. honestly, we're, 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 we'll probably be without Andor until fall 2023 at earliest. I'm probably going to guess early 2024. Um, wow. Ooh. That's crazy to even consider. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. regardless of when it comes out, though, we'll be here. And, hey, we got Mando Season 3 coming next spring, which I'm just going to say, it better be really good. Because I'm sorry, this has really raised the bar for what I want my Star Wars, you said, Man- you said Mandalorian's coming in the spring, is that what you yeah. said? Yeah, that's yes, right. Yes, sir. And Bad Batch Season 2. So. Yeah, man, Mandalorian's got a high bar now, man. Like, yeah. I just, uh, after getting this just kind of pure storytelling experience, going back to... A lot of cameos, a little bit of Force Baby Yoda, I feel like, uh, Luke Skywalker being yeah. in and out. Like, that's going to be a little yeah. hard to me, I think. I mean, all that was novelty yeah. at the time, but I think, like, looking back a little bit now, I, I'm like, I've really enjoyed this refreshing taste of new and different stuff with yeah. Kenobi and Andor and, yep. like, you know... Uh, I'm sure I'm going to love it when when it gets here. I'll be super excited about it. But, like, I had this weird kind of dread a little bit about going back to it. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird, right? It's like now, I, we it's, do have Bo-Katan it's we got... sitting on the throne of Mandalore. So, like, if, if it's Mandalore lore and they go into, like, yeah, that, that could history, be fun. Like, that, that could be really awesome. And I hope yeah. they really lean into that stuff. If they, but cool. they really need to leave behind the moneymaker, right? They need to leave behind Baby Yoda. We've been saying that forever. And, like, I don't know. It's like you, It's like when you eat... Like a whole lot of candy. I think one of you guys made this analogy recently. If you if you eat a whole lot of candy, like it makes you sick. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. delicious. It's candy, but like now you don't like even thinking about candy because you got so sick, right? That's kind of how I yeah. feel about Mandalorian and, and the Filoni verse. Ah, you're it's such kinda, an adult. I know it sucks, man. It's, it's, called, like it's called a hangover, Corey. <laughs> I'm never well, drinking we'll again, Charles. <laughs> Cheers! Uh, so we'll be here for all for all of your, your. We'll be here for the baby yoding. We're here for the andoring. But at the end of the day, we're getting this amazing thing. And gosh, how cool that these amazing creators said yes to all this, and that they're all as passionate. I mean, you look at anything Diego Luna says. You look at anything Fiona Shaw, Tony Gilroy. They talk about this show with the, with the amount of care that we that we feel about it. So, everyone listening, everyone watching. Let us know your thoughts about the finale. What do you think is going to happen? If it's already happened, let us know how much you loved it. Let us know if, oh my god, it's all Jedi. They completely ruined it. Who knows? We'll find out next week. Uh, but for now, <laughs> oh my, god, my, fr- <laughs> my friends, <laughs> that'll do it. For this week's episode of The Living Forest, if you support us on Patreon, thank you so much. We appreciate your support of this amazing channel and everything that we do here at Utini. Um, a special thank you goes out to Brian Dooley, Patrick Ortiz, Earl Q, Patrick, Robert Thomas, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Cloutier, Ashley Ingalls, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter at Living Force Pod, at Eric Eilerson, at Corey M. Helton, at C. Hankel, and at Boss West. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager, and Tony Gilroy, who made this whole thing. A special thank you to Corey Charles and Wes for prodding me tonight. A special thanks to all of you for watching and listening. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you. 
always.